Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself, Pete, here. And today we are with Moen Senior Dixon, of course, from reigning from Puerto Rico. And then we have back on the show with his sweet, sweet nerd setup, Trevor, from My Local Meta. So how is it going, fellas? I'm doing great. I don't know how... Trevor's, guys, Trevor's exhausted. I am. <laughs> I am a bit tired. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. It's funny, us old guys playing eight rounds of Guild Ball, or Guild Ball, jeez, look at me. We've been talking about Guild Ball right before we recorded, but eight, <laughs> eight rounds of Malifaux in three days is pretty rough. That just, uh, it really grinds you down. Mm-hmm. And I know, Dixon, you were pretty tired even after uh, six rounds of Malifaux when we played oh, yeah, Houston. Oh, yeah, and then you And then you had exhausted. that awful travel experience that had to make it like ten times worse. That was the worst, because I, uh, I already don't have that much money, and it was like $200 extra. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, God, and it just set me back like an additional like three months. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, and the reason why we're talking about this, one, the Captain Con experience was really fun, so we're going to kind of break that down. The main tournament, because there was the content creators, which we'll talk about first tournament, which is just a team tournament. And then we had a five-round individual tournament, uh, and we'll talk about that as well. We brought Trevor on because this was basically, you had your first local tournament a few weeks ago, and then this was just, hey, your first huge, huge tournament that you were in, Trevor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the local tournament, uh, somehow I actually ended up just playing all local players because of the <laughs> randomization of everything so it kind of felt like i was just playing everybody i, I still took it a little, little bit more seriously yeah. and it was a good first experience i suppose but this was my first real tournament and especially traveling for it um yeah yep yeah, it's definitely my first experience of this of this sort well cool before we get into all the tournament talk though make sure that you guys check us out you can do that by going on to our discord got the link in the show notes so you can join all the talks that we have about Malifaux you can also check us out on twitter we got youtube videos coming out uh, usually at least once a month once a month I try to get two out there the podcast also updates on youtube uh, it, it, sometimes I don't do it right away because you gotta hit this button to actually make it go live but I've uh, been putting them on there so if you like listening to crap while you work on youtube you can do it there. And then finally, if you want to support us directly, you can do that at patreon.com slash ragequitwire, where you can do it for as little as a dollar. And then finally, we have a fancy affiliation link with Weird. So if you buy stuff directly from Weird, especially all this cool stuff coming out, uh, make sure that you use our affiliation link and you can do that at give us your money. Please thank you dash weird.com slash ragequitwire. And we get a little bit of a kickback on that. And uh, yeah. We love you all. I don't know what else to say about it. But anyways, 
yeah, let's get into Captain Con. So, uh, Trevor, what were your expectations going into this being a brand new player? Were you just pretty much open minded, just hey, whatever? I'm just kind of going with the flow. So, up until the week before the tournament, I was, I mean, I was studying my cards, I was studying my lists, I was studying the games that we were going to be playing, and I just, I kind of overwhelmed myself a little bit with that aspect of things. Mm -hmm. And so, about a week before, I just stopped. <laughs> I just stopped looking at everything. You know, we had played that tournament um, locally, and I just wasn't going to stress out about it anymore. I was like, I'm just going to go, and I'm going to play my game, and I'm going to see how everything goes. There's really nothing I'm going to do now up until the point that I play that's going to make anything any better. So I just kind of took a step back a little bit and, um, and then just kind of went with the flow once I was there. Yeah, so. yeah, and I think the main thing, like the week before you kind of go to a big event, I know I did the same thing, and because you were kind of asking me about it, I'm like, yeah, it's just it's kind of what it is. I'm not getting any more games in. You know, there's nothing I can do that's going to help me for the weekend. It's like you know, I've already got all the experience I'm going to get for it. You know, one little tech piece isn't going to make or break the uh, the tournament. So I just spent the week basically getting all my crap together, pre-packing, and that's basically all I did the week before. It was nice. uh. Yeah, and travel was easy. We actually had pretty decent flights. We got in like 5 o'clock in the evening or whatever, so that was pretty sweet. We were able to hang out, and I think that was cool too because you actually got to meet a lot of the people there Thursday night, and that kind of also alleviates some of the stress of like meeting new people at a con. Yep. Yeah, it was really great. I was able to meet Jesse and Maeve, and I believe Nick was there that night. So I met yeah, a few people. Yeah, we went out to the uh, brewery the with before. Nick, and we got those sweet chili cheesesteak fries. Those things were sweet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it ruined yeah, we went the to food local, for the rest like, of the trip almost. It did. It did. Local brewery that was really good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was great to meet those guys. I it still it still made me a little nervous because you guys that night were just talking about different masters, and every time that that happens, it makes me realize how much I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but wow. you know, there were some discussion about bands and things like that. But yeah, it was a good introduction to people before the tournament started. That wasn't my intention as well, by the way. When we were like, I was trying to help with the vassal and stuff. I didn't want to mm -hmm. like overwhelm you dixon but was stressing did, him out sorry <laughs> <laughs> you're freaking like, me out I, man i know like for example when when i played against you beat with like the um the nekima stuff yeah i was like I, I just in case somebody brings it but you said that you didn't play any double masters uh let's see here so the entire time i'm trying to think real quick i think nope nope no, the entire time I played, I did not run into one double master. I played, I played one double master, but nobody else played it against me. What about you, Trevor? Oh, you're not alone. I, I, that's what I was gonna mention real quick. What about you, Trevor? Did you play against double masters? Nope, my I did not run into a single double master. So. And you didn't run any double masters yourself. No, no, not <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I'm not at that point yet. But it did make me think about it in the future. Okay, so. Uh, I mean, I'll go a little bit more into it, but like Landon got to play uh, two rounds as double masters. Yeah, Longton he, played like double masters. I think maybe the no, entire. No, he event. did not. Yeah, there was times where he. So I know one of the hot drops he was doing was Zoraida, and there was a, somebody else he 
double master. Okay. According to Landon, he soloed Sorita one. Well, he did. I just think there was one or two rounds where he brought a double master. I I don't know for sure. Obviously, Landon would know better than me, so I'd take his word over mine. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like I didn't get to talk to Longton, but Landon said that Longton just soloed Sorita one, no double masters. Okay. That's and, interesting. And what he was abusing was angel was, That's exactly right. <laughs> and I, I, I was like, this. I, I mean, I, I like to repeat this because when we did that review, I was like, why would they do this? She was already a great tech piece. Now she's just stupid good. <laughs> I mean, she was a fine tech piece, but now she's like just bananas. And you know. When when you play against Angel Eyes, getting shot twice is bad enough, but when you get shot four times because of Zoraida, it feels really bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, getting into, uh, yeah, just kind of the event, it was, it was kind of nice. I mean, in the content creators, I think they had close to 12 teams if they didn't. So, um, yeah, I mean... I don't know if you had any expectations, Trevor, going into the team tournament. I think the funniest thing Trevor told me kind of after it is just I was trying not to, you know, be like the reason Pete lost every every round. Like, I didn't want to be the reason why we lost. I upheld my bargain, though. I did. did. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I tied yeah, good. twice and then I lost once. So That's pretty good. Actually, that's mm-hmm. really, really good. Yeah, and if you ask yeah. what Pete did, Pete won once and lost twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I had like a 5-5, five, five, a 6-6, six, six, and then a 4-6 or something well, along those lines. Well, and so, because the first, we'll talk about kind of the first round, because we got we got the, uh, the ringer team, and... When you went into that one, I feel I feel like that was kind of the biggest game for the weekend for you, Trevor, because I feel like you just didn't want to get blown out. So this kind of like got you into the scene to be like, okay, how am I going to kind of line up against everybody? Yeah. Yep. And the guy that I played against was actually, he was a super nice guy. I think he was a local there. Uh, his name is Bobby Boats. Um, but he just was a really nice opponent to play against. We communicated really well. Um, and I feel like him and I were, were very similar levels. Uh, I think even in the, the actual tournament, uh, I don't think we ended up too far. Yeah, he ended up 24th and I ended up 25th. So him and I were pretty much right at the same level of play. Um, and uh, yeah, it was really good to play against and it was a good intro game to the tournament. <laughs> so it, it was kind of funny though, that round one, Dixon, because uh, I we decided going into it that... that uh, Basically, Trevor didn't really, I don't know, you didn't need any Raid the Vaults kind of things. You were like, well, I'm kind of okay with Max, and it turns out maybe you should have practiced with Max, but we'll get into that in the next event. But So I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to drop Von Stuck into this. And Austin, who's a cool dude, he he declared uh, Euripides Dixon. So I'm sitting here with Von Stuck like, okay, well, how do I get marker removal? I'm like, I could just double master Molly. And so I did. And... Austin, I think, hates Double Master, so I think that was also a negative experience for him. So you you uh, lost Knowledge Ham to death. Oh, and yeah. And who was your second master? Von Stuck, uh, too. Oh, okay. So, Interesting. Well, because it was funny, right? Because there there was just not Nice Pillar ever on the board more for like a couple activations. Right. And because, you know, Von Stuck can teleport somebody and then make them do a general action to remove the ice pillar as well. Oh, yeah. 
So it was like, whether it was Molly <laughs> or Von Stuck, there were just no ice pillars. And, uh, and I brought the valedictorian as well, I believe. Yeah, I think I did. So the valedictorian was hunting down the Botungan and the damned. And yeah, it was just, it was a rough game for, uh, for Austin. That sucks. Oh, man. I mean, congratulations on you, but like the fact that he's just like, yeah, I got this in the bag. And all of a sudden it's like, oh crap. Oh crap. <laughs> all these masters now. Nah. Yeah. And that was the only round of both tournaments that I did double masters just because I didn't feel like I needed them. But playing against Euripides too, I was just like, I need ways to free people if they get thrown in ice pillars and Molly's an easy way to do that. Yeah, and, and I'm actually glad. I, I thought that you were going to put Trevor into that because, like, I played Trevor with Rewipity so you could see it as well, but I guess... Uh, well, we, we declared tables first and then they picked oh. the matchup. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, so I remember the Euripides player game. saw Von Stuck and then saw Anya, and hmm. I, I guess he wanted the Von... Or one of them wanted whichever matchup, but... So he, wait, he saw Molly and he wanted? No, it was Von Stuck. He didn't see Molly because we don't declare second masters till after it's paired up. Oh, so, okay, so you declare Von Stuck and then you brought in Molly. Mm -hmm. What do you lose if she's the second master? Nothing. Oh my god, that's insane. I think maybe, <laughs> maybe one ability, but I don't even think that. Let me pull it up real quick because I think, I think everything on her card's still live even if she's not the leader. Well, I mean, it worked out for you. I'm just like, okay, so that was the one game that you won? So the only thing that you lose out on is Leth's Caress, so you don't get the, if you do the same action, you take whatever damage. Oh, okay, gotcha, which, gotcha. Which is fine, because I usually forget about it the whole game anyways. <laughs> <laughs> the one game I didn't forget about it, though, it came in clutch, so that was, that was nice. But, um, yeah, we ended up winning against the Ringers. Uh, we both... I think is did you win the, no you got to draw this round didn't you Trevor uh yes that I think that first one was a draw um I can't go back and look at it I don't think because they just did the rounds yeah. as yeah I think you got the draw teams, and then I but... ended up winning by like four or five or something mm -hmm. yeah and that one was good I mean it was good kind of warm up against the ringer uh the next round that we did though we played against I think I played against Nathan is this the one that you played against Maeve I can't remember if Maeve was paired up with uh with Nathan or if it was somebody else yep I did play Maeve in the in the CCI tournament I can't remember if that was the second or the third that was round, the second one yeah yep and I will tell you what Dixon it was really cool watching Nathan Nathan play uh, Lucy two in a uh, guild. I played Jan low too in, in uh, Rezzers and it was really cool watching him play it. Cause he was just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put out slow. I'm going to draw a card. I'm going to go ahead and do an action, draw a card. Didn't like, and the problem with that is you see Lucy two and you're just like, Oh good. He's just getting, uh, getting a bunch of gas to kill me with. This is going to be great. And, yep. and having spoke to Maeve the night before, uh -huh. um, you know, I was just a little intimidated because she was there talking with you and Jesse and seemed like she had played for a while. And I ended up tying against her, which made it was a little boost of confidence for me that I was at least able to hold my own. Yeah. And what did you play? And I think you played Anya again, didn't you? Yep. So almost most of the tournament, I played Anya and my botanist crew. Were you um, playing Anya one or two? Anya two. Yep. And I think I think Maeve was just playing McMorning too pretty much close to the whole weekend. Or did did Maeve play Von Stuck in that matchup? 
I think she played C uh, in the CCI. She played Von Stuck against me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. yeah, because I, I turned and said, hey, you know how to play against that guy. Yep. <laughs> yep. I actually played quite a few masters, uh, the, the tournament, this tournament that uh, I have played against because of you. So no, That's good. That was actually the purpose of us throwing. Yeah, I wanted to play more games against you, but like, because like I can in Vassal play whatever you haven't seen, you know, something that I think you're going to see. Uh, but yeah, like that, it helped though when you played against those people because you had seen it before, right? Yes. Yeah, it helped a lot. Um I mean, not for everything, because people play Masters different ways, but right. uh, it, it did help. I'm definitely at a least lot I more aggressive some than of the, Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That is true. The, the the type of play that you have versus what Maeve has. Maeve is, I mean, she's actually kind of right in there with how I play. So we're, we're kind of doing our own thing. If we have the opportunity to get into a scuffle we'll do it but otherwise we're both trying to do our own I, thing i just laughed dixon because i think the favorite thing that Di that uh, trevor said about about me was that yeah when pete goes into a model he's planning on killing it <laughs> it's absolutely right i'm not yeah. i'm not just dirtling around you've I, got I, the cards in your hand you've got the plan you're gonna take it out most likely yeah i wonder if that happened and before or after we met uh or not met Pete, but like, you know what I mean, like playing Malifaux. Because I remember the first time that I played against you, you were shocked that I had basically my crew right on top of you turn one. Yeah, you definitely play different. And actually, that came up. We were talking with Maeve, and Maeve was talking about your play style where you'll Maeve's like, Dixon will sometimes just say things on the podcast, and I'm like, oh, you're wrong. And then I play him, and I... I was like, "Oh, Dixon uses this uses that very well, and it's it's kind of weird, but it works for him." Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's like the thing is like I'm not alone in this. Uh, I think like the first time that I played against Dimitri, and he played Guild because I thought that Guild was bad. Yeah. And then I I get it, it gained respect for Guild uh, because of Dimitri, and then I played uh, Brandon like way back I don't know three four years ago, and it was like basically the same feeling so it's like yeah people's play style makes uh makes certain things but work for them yeah and the game so you you would be like oh well you know trevor tied his game so that means that hopefully pete won his no no i didn't i made some uh some mistakes <laughs> <laughs> that uh, uh i actually made some mistakes probably in the list building against lucius uh i forgot that lucius has the ability to ignore hard to kill so I brought the Gokudo, which definitely would have been better if I brought, brought the Komainu. Because Lucius just basically teleported, swung, killed the Gokudo, teleported, swung, killed the other Gokudo. And, yep. Um, yeah, I just, it, I, I lost out on a lot of AP efficiency early. He killed, uh, I brought Kenshiro. Kenshiro died turn two. Uh, mm. The Incorporeal did not help him at defense six. <laughs> and, well, stat seven, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. Any stat seven. So, yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just like, I'm surprised that we didn't get to play that so matchup because you were playing Yan Lo. Yeah, I mean, I just, I hadn't, I actually hadn't played ballots in a bit. So I was kind of like, mm. Mm, I don't know which way I want to go with this. But, um, but, anyways, I was just looking at it and I'm like, okay, well, I should have probably brought the Kamainu and I probably should have dropped Kinshiro for something else. Uh, I still liked Yanlo 2 in the matchup. 
I just, because I actually played it out pretty well, even though I was down a couple of models early. Um, I was able to kind of deny the middle, got some sweating bullets. I probably threw away Manos too early. I jumped him in there for sweating bullets point. Uh, oh, okay. And then at the end of, the, I think, turn four, he was able to finally catch up to Yan Lo uh, in his deployment zone because Yan Lo just kind of zipped around the edge of the board. And Nathan was able to take out the Soul Porter and... Jan Lowe's just sitting there with his move too, and I'm just like, aw. <laughs> now I'm so, just stuck here. Uh, I was going to ask you guys this, because I'm looking at your round two, and like everybody got protected territory. Do you think that that actually affected uh, your point scoring? The fact that you couldn't like score that, or did you score it regardless? Why wouldn't, like, I, why wouldn't I be able to score it? Well, because you're trying to stop your opponent. So did you just didn't care about stopping them? Um, I mean, I don't think I don't feel like I had a hard time doing it. Okay. Um, I mean, I just lost AP efficiency. So, I mean, because oh. by the end of the game, I think I just had Archie. I think it might have actually just been Archie and Yan Lo were the last two models I had. Gotcha. I ju- I threw Yin in to try and did get my second point for sweating bullets, but. Yin just got blew up. So, yeah, just uh, it was just one of those things where I think the matchup wasn't great because Lucy, I think, does pretty well in that matchup. And then I brought some of the wrong models and and then I didn't like some of my lines of play. And then I was because que- I was questioning, I think probably Yan Lo one is actually better against Lucius. Yeah, but I'm worried about one and two Lucius just going into Yan Lo super hard and killing him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I wish that that was the case, but as as soon as you put in incorporeal in armor, it, it helps. Yeah, yeah, he he's unkillable by by. It's uh, but that's what Lucius. I'm saying though. It's like if the Lucius player has gas and they go in super hard and get lucky, they could just mm. blow up Yanlo one turn one. Yeah, that's that's actually not Luci- Lucius. Lucius uh, is wrong. super like I was super impressed with Lucius in this tournament. Like I know the numbers don't quite support it right now. But I think the more people play him in this GG, they're going to realize him and Seamus, because they both kind of do similar things, are just right. terrors in this GG. They are just really good. Well, okay. And what about you, Trevor? Do you feel that the schemes? Because like, literally, the way that I, what I'm looking at it says that in Trevor's game, they pick the exact same schemes. Yep, almost most of my games. I had the exact same schemes chosen as my opponent. That's interesting. No um, way. That is yes. so interesting. Yep. I think I maybe only had two rounds in which they were a little bit different, and that was mainly just because the master I played against was maybe a little bit more killy, and they had maybe uh, either take prisoner or uh, deathbeds or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Does that change your your outlook for like future games do you want to like assume okay maybe they're gonna pick the exact same thing do i want to counter it or do i have a way to stop it i was actually thinking about that last night i really okay. was because i'm i've been thinking about you know who i'm gonna kind of put Anya on the shelf just because i have played and played and played Anya over the past five plus feel months really good with her yeah and feel really good with her and so i'm just going to try to switch it up and play some other masters and i was thinking well since so many people are choosing the scheme marker sections of the pools that maybe it would be an advantage to choose the other ones if i had a master that had a lot more damage base yeah, you know? yeah. 
I, I mean, the but. two that I can recommend you if you just want to go ham on combat are the obvious one, McCabe, and the other one being Ivan. Ivan is hmm. significantly easier to learn, in my opinion. Uh, but I think McCabe, if, I think if you do if you like Cooper, he could also do the same thing. Either version of him, but he's significantly harder, and like yeah. you don't see gains with well, Cooper that's, until that's like, you're way better at the game. Well, I think that's one of the interesting mm. conversations we had at Captain Con with a bunch of people, it, and I think that was cool, Trevor, that you got to talk to. So even some of the really good explorer players, because I, I heard you having conversations yes. like, you know, okay, well I'm enjoying Anya one or Anya two, whatever. But, you know, what what are what do you think about some of these other keywords? What are some of the better ones? And you kind of got into a lot mm-hmm. of those conversations at the tournament. It was, yeah, it was really great to kind of um, talk about that with other people who play Explorers. Because right now in our local meta, we don't have a whole lot. Like a real-life you know, Discord. So. You were just asking all the Explorer players. Yeah, essentially. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we ended up losing that one because Pete sucks, apparently. So... Uh, Nathan's a really good player. It was really cool to see him pilot yeah. Lucius too. Like it was like, cause Dixon, you'd be interested in it. He brought Lucius too, obviously with the scribe. He brought, uh, uh, he brought one false witness cause Ensnare was in the pool and he got it, even though I avoided it once. I couldn't avoid it twice. Yeah. It's really hard. It is. And so he brought a false witness, brought, I think one lawyer, Brought Klaus, brought uh, whatever his henchman is. I can't remember what the henchman's name is. It's Alan Klaus Reed. Klaus is the Alan henchman. Reed. Oh, Alan Reed. Got yep. it. Alan Reed was pretty clutch in a couple situations with diversion and um, just really hard to deal. Like, I, it's funny, right? Because I think Alan Reed's actually harder to kill than Agent uh, 47 is. That's absolutely <laughs> true. That is 100%. It, uh, specifically in Guild, uh, did he happen to have the lead line code on him? Because that makes it even more disgusting. I think disgusting. he did on somebody. I can't remember who, though, because I can't remember the list off the top of my head. And then he had yeah, a changeling true. in there being annoying because changelings are good. And um, Yes. Yeah, it was, it was, well, the it was a good list. Is a great, the changeling is a great partner for Klaus. I'm assuming that he just like kept jumping into Klaus and running away or stuff. Yeah, like and that. it was cool because it was like all in keyword. Like He really didn't bring anything out of keyword, and it, mm. it was very efficient. Okay, I, I am very impressed about that last part because I well, do basically, have like a pick outside of keyword. Well, you have to remember that, I mean, we're playing uh, stuff about, so it's a lot of interacting. And then the right. pool was very positional and interacting based. So it it really, besides just getting AP off the board, it really wasn't efficient to kill stuff if you're going to score your VP. So basically he just schemed and ran all his you know schemes with his crew and then, um, oh, he did, sorry, he did bring one thing out of keyword. He actually brought a watcher. Okay. I think that's one of the reasons why, even with Anya 2, who is just, you know, not an extremely strong master, but her AP efficiency, being able to order her own syndicate to do additional actions, exert control, push them, and then have them interact and things like that. I think that's why I was still decently successful well, also, with Anya 2, even in two tougher once, masters. Once you get better at countering as well, Anya 2 is kind of really interesting because, you know, you can shut off somebody's scoring schemes just by moving her next to it. So, like, you're never going to score in snare near Anya 2 because she just has yep. that six-inch aura of your schemes don't count for anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm still surprised that they didn't allow Anya to to become basically the because like you look at her uh her design and it's the exact same as lucius one 
like the design is is well not exactly i should say it's incredibly similar right uh mm -hmm. but lucius is allowed to obey minions even if there are other keywords right you look at anya yep. and that's like the only thing that she's missing so imagine if anya could do that to botanist yeah that'd be insane yes that would be a very different <laughs> that would be a very different deal i'd probably up right. her power a little bit absolutely it would oh absolutely so uh i don't think they would break her uh but definitely that would be like one of the things that i would change uh um first change botanists and second make it so that they have more options with minions because i think botanists are propping up that faction significantly <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know I'm if good you guys with have... it. They did a lot of work for me. They did a right? lot of work for me this tournament. Dude, yep. They're insane. Like, if you look, they, they just went down to finally second place after two years of being first place. Nice. So yep. something happened this last month, <laughs> Captain Khan. And, <laughs> and now yep. Arkan is I at the top. I, had an un I have an unpack with Anya, too, where I get to grow them first turn. I, nice. Yeah, yeah that's so, what you want to do. That is mm -hmm. exactly what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, and then our right, last so, uh, round of the uh, team tournament, we ended up yes. getting... So we were one and one at that point, and we ended up getting Jesse and Brandon. Uh, so Jesse from Boring Conversation and Brandon from Danger Planet. Uh, and you got to play against Brandon from Danger Planet, and I got to play against Jesse. Finally, got to have some fun against Jesse. Unfortunately, I had to play against Story, so that was something. And I declared Von Stuck again because I was into Raid the Vaults, and that's my Raid the Vault pick. Yeah, and I haven't played Story in forever, so like you haven't seen it in forever. No, like, I, when was the last I time actually, we played? I actually play Story quite a bit. I'll get it against like Lance and uh, Jim plays it sometimes on on Vassal. So I I've got and actually I played against um uh why can't I remember his name? Hmm, some of our New Zealand buddies there. Okay, Brody. Be Bra no, yeah, Brody. Thank you, Brody. Brody. Yeah, yeah. I played against Brody, and he actually played story so I, i've actually had some decent experience with it okay so then do you think it was just like a couple of mistakes here and there or the keyword is just that good so so the oh no i think it was a fine game the board was probably in in story's favor just because they're a little more um i think they can scoot around the board a little better than and von Stuck. um i took power ritual and take prisoner which were fine the thing that was kind of that it came down to and it, it was just it's just kind of what it was is that it came down to turn five like we were tied five five going into turn five and if you look at the score i lost seven five so you'd be like pete what went wrong in turn five and i would tell you that every effing thing went wrong in turn five and i almost flipped <laughs> the table because it was so bad um oh, man. so i actually had and dude i so i had i think like 12 fate tokens on my dead rider like I was just kind of being efficient, you know, I was scoring my points. I was doing pretty good things. And I was on the back marker with the dead rider and I needed to, at some point, move some stuff off the, uh, off the objective. But then I also needed to go into the corner and drop a scheme marker and remove his scheme marker. So I had, I had the cards in play. I could have done it, but freaking Raijin decided to walk on over like a jerk. And I was like, Cool, I gotta pass this movement, whatever duel. Black Joker, that son of a gun. So the entire turn, I cannot use any of my fate tokens, and I don't have anything to remove conditions near him because I wasn't anywhere near Von Stuck. 
And I was just like, that's probably the game, but I'm going to try to kind of grind out a tie. So then there was a world where Archie could have jumped in and either killed or negated, like scoring a point for Jesse. Uh, but I got, I did the greedy play because I still saw a line to win. So I did a play where I could jump in and bulldoze a model where I could score Archie on the strategy and that would deny him a point. But I just didn't have the card, like a high enough card. Like I had an okay card, but Jesse flipped like higher than that card. I think I had like a 10 of masks or something and Jesse flipped like a 13 or something. And I was just like, I shouldn't have been greedy there. I should have just leapt and then done this twice. And here I am. So that was another bad thing. And then the last thing that was bad to happen is stupid Snorlax puts, no, it wasn't even Snorlax. It was, uh, it was Lynn Lee came over. She like walk charged and put slow on Von Stuck. And I had a line of play with Von Stuck where I could have moved some of his models off the objectives and moved mine in there. So there was a lot of plays I could have had. But there was a series of bad luck that just caused me to not be able to score any of my points on the last turn. The black joker definitely sucks. Like there's that, no that I almost flipped the table. That. Jesse gave me a shot glass because he's like, Pete had some bad luck last round. Here's a shot glass. <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. Like I, I would have lost my shit too. Because it's like, come on, dude. It was close. It was close. That was the one thing that couldn't happen. And it was funny because right before I flipped it, I'm like, if this is a black joker, this game's probably done. And it was. I was like. Okay, cool. Great. <laughs> T- Trevor's over here playing better than Pete. That's great. <laughs> Dude, this is... Oh, man. But, hey. Because Trevor... Was, so, was... in this team tournament, though, Trevor did a great job. Like, if I would have won, you know, games... Which they... It was kind of funny because Trevor was talking to his wife at the end of the night. And, you know, he ended up being like, oh, yeah, I finished pretty good. Pete didn't do so great. And Trevor's like... But to be fair, he played the better players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he played the players with the higher difficulty level. Um, I don't know, but your last yeah, game, Brandon's yeah. pretty similar to uh, yes, to he's he's a good player, um, and uh, and he was he also is. really Danger Planet. Brandon, he was great to play against. He's just got a he's got a really good personality. He's a really nice guy. Okay, um, and I played Anya too. Again, my botanist list, um, and I played. Her against uh, Misaki with him. And I think I ended up 4-6 on that game. 4-6? Uh, yep. Okay, so, yeah, I was going to ask you because, like, the information here seems weird. It says 6-5, and you guys don't have the same schemes like you were mentioning. So I was like, I was going to ask you about that. Is, is any or, of this right? It might have been that, honestly. I'm, you know... <laughs> Dude, it, it oh. was a bit ago, and you guys are burnt that crap out. Like right. I, I feel you because that was an entire yes. weekend of getting. Yep. You know, I just I remember tank. it was really really close. Um, right. And Brandon at the end of the game said, "What? I mean, you've only been playing for ten months. That I mean, you did very well. Uh, yep. I would not have expected that you've only been playing for ten months. So yeah. I it that was a big confidence booster. The next day is a different story altogether but <laughs> i was feeling really good by the end of the 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 content creator tournament so it was a good first day for me it was still definitely my first experience um you know concentrating that hard uh for three games straight you know very short breaks in between so i was definitely still yeah. a little mentally drained by the end of the day uh, but i was feeling pretty good by the end of it 
Yeah, that's the main reason why, like, again, I know that I mention it pretty much every podcast, but uh, muscle memory. Muscle memory lowers mm-hmm. all of that drain to a, yep. a manageable level if you actually, like, build it up. Yeah, which is why I continued to play my same list with Anya, because it is muscle memory for me at this point. Yep. You know? Yeah, decision-making, that's when uh, the interesting things happen in this game. Uh, what was that? Yeah. I said I actually had a different strategy. My whole strategy in the content creators was to not play my best master that much (laughs) because I didn't, you know, because the content creator is fine, but I would rather do better in the individual tournament. So I was like, I'm not dropping Molly because I want to keep my best master kind of like the way I play it, you know, kind of out of out of sight, out of mind type thing. Look at this guy Mm -hmm. sandbagging. Well, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) decent with Von Stuck and Jan Lowe. Like I, I can win with those masters. So, and you can see it. I only lost by two in the two games I lost. But yeah, no, I'm, I, I know that you're decent. But like, your Molly was getting to the point that I was like, if Pete turns into a cackle, I'm gonna be very pissed. Yeah, and that's a, that's the <laughs> thing though. Like, I didn't want to, you know, because like I said, the other tournament was more important to me. I was just like, I'm just gonna yeah. put my best master out uh, on, you know, the actual tournament. And I played Molly in the other one the double master game round one but even then i mean she was just like removing markers so i wasn't like giving away anything there look at this guy in, in hindsight so i sh- yeah. i probably should have played maxine at least once or twice yeah. during that tournament just to get some reps in because oh. it had been a while since i played her um so yeah in hindsight maybe i i should have but I still don't regret it because it, it did give me a little bit of confidence boost and kind of showed me as well that even in a tournament setting, everybody was very cordial. I mean, I, I had a really good experience with everybody that I played. That's good. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that actually should be a testament of how good our community is. Like, I never I got any of that in some of the other game systems. 40K is a crapshoot. It completely is based on the group of players that you have at your local. And Infinity, aside from my friend Wilson, I was not having fun in any of the communities. So it was really hard. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> uh, Landon and uh, Longton ended up winning the event with Guild and Neverborn. Uh, Danger Planet ended up with uh, Sam and Doug. They ended up getting second with Bayou and Rezzers. And then uh, Jesse and uh, and Brandon in Dangerous Conversation uh, ended up getting third with 10 Thunders and Rezzers. So, um, yeah, it was fun. It was yep. definitely fun. It was cool. The team tournament's always fun. So that that's like the best way to kind of warm up to the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, looking at the games, because I'm, I'm, I'm going through the statistics of like, if anything change uh, because of Captain Khan, and then I'm looking at the Malfoy content creator, and I mean all the factions were there. Yeah, it was a good mix. I, I'm mm-hmm. st- I'm still shocked that like the worst faction being Guild is a thing right now. Doing the statistics when they were like clearly doing well in Captain Con. Yeah, so, I don't know. But if you look at the breakdown of factions in Booty and Plunder, like yeah. there were so many resers in that tournament. A yes. lot. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I think there were like eight different Rezzer players. Uh oh man. See now yes, there are eight. Eight different players playing Rezzers. Uh five explorers, five guilds. Explorers getting some love uh, in this tournament. I liked it. Yeah, only three outcasts. I'm always surprised. I, I by think that. Outcasts, outcasts, now that I've seen it, 
right? Because now we've had him had GG4 for a bit and I've been to a couple of tournaments. I can see Outcast struggling this GG. There's a couple of like pools that if I was, because I played Outcast for a while, right? So I'm sitting here like, I mean, do you play anything besides Terra? Like, I think you just got to play Terra if you want to be competitive in a, in a big, like, if you're in try hard mode, I'm just like, I think I just play Terra, honestly. Le, well, Leviticus is 72% with the highest, uh, with the second highest play rate at 58 games, 72%. And then Terra won 55% win rate with 66 games. So like, I think that's good for her because I think she's tough much. to play though. Yeah. So like the fact that Leviticus is doing well, that means that there is a, a beater schemer yeah. in that particular area that is actually kicking ass yeah. or maybe it is Leviticus one just by shooting people off the table yeah i think one of my other advantages of playing with anya too is just not many people have seen her on the board and so right. towards the end of the turn of each turn when i then activate her exert control push somebody was able to interact and just get that last little bit of end of uh, end of turn activation stuff they're like oh wait shoot i didn't realize that i needed to worry about that guy yes um you know because she can do that to people that are eight inches or, or ten inches away um that's cool um yeah 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 it's also not yeah. having you know six cards is always sucky too yeah so the, that's how you don't make friends I, one of the things yep. that i like to uh to point out it's like anya too is actually one of the top 10 better masters in explorers so in real life the fact that somebody hasn't seen it kind of worries me because she's she is yeah. like well i, yeah, I think yeah, she's, a she's lot of people were like you know rate. anya wasn't that bad on the table i'm i i was kind of like pretty cool with what yeah. i saw so she's making her rounds in vassal because like there is she, yeah she's uh, uh actually the the second highest uh played master 32 games with like the number one being English Ivan one. Uh, people, so literally, people love Island Ivan. Yeah, so like literally, you see the the number. Uh, let me just send this guy to you. But yeah, basically, she's not a dark horse. She is mm -hmm. kicking ass. Yeah, but the problem last is last GG that, she was. Last GG nobody played her. Well, I don't. So I, I agree. agree. She was good last GG. Yeah, so that was kind of. Yeah, the mm -hmm. no, no. But I I agree with that sentiment too because like mm -hmm. that's the information that I just sent you guys is just for for this GG. I mean, it's kind so of a small sample size, though. There's only like 32 games there. It is always mm -hmm. going to be a small sample size, Pete. Don't forget about that. Yeah. Molly only has like 40 games. <laughs> I mean, and I'm pretty sure like 12 of those is you. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I don't know what the date you chose for this is either. It's from November to now. Okay. From GG4 to now. So getting into round one, this was kind of. Uh, it was standard plant explosives. So this is like where I, I was just, I'm going to unleash all the Molly, right? Cause plant explosive, I think mm -hmm. she's really good into. So oh, yeah. uh, I, the funny thing is I played against Austin, who was the guy that I double mastered into the day before. And I just oh. look at Austin and I'm like, I'm sorry about yesterday. Please don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was oh. like this effing guy. <laughs> oh, tonight. You. <laughs> so the funny thing, though, is, and I didn't decide this round one. I kind of was, like, mm. feeling how the tournament was going to go, and, you know, maybe I'll change things according to that. Uh, right. But I ended up playing the same list the whole tournament. And like I said, I didn't decide that, like, round one, I'm just going to drop it. 
I was like, okay, I'm just going to start off with one of my stronger lists. It's called my Molly fighting list or the fighting Mollies or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, so I'll pull up this list. I would have gone with the moshing Molly. Moshing, but, you know. How about flogging? <laughs> how about flogging Molly? Sure. Let's go. go with that. So basically, the list is just Molly with Whisper, Molly One. Uh, then of course you have your totem with the necrotic machine. I bring two Kruligans, Archie, because you know you're gonna Archie. Uh, the Dead Rider, then you bring the Valedictorian, and I bring Sloth. So the whole premise of this list is basically just to gain activation control. You do that by double activating the Kruligans. So you just go, hey, so basically your first like six activations don't even matter. Like you're literally not doing anything besides pitching cards to get to set up Molly. So it's Kruligan, mm-hmm. Kruligan, Necrotic Machine, Sloth to hand out flat, fast. Then you activate Molly. And then after Molly, you say, hey, Kruligans, activate again. And then you go, cool, Kruligans, activate again. They, you know, focus and they drop scheme markers. And by the time you've done seven or eight activations, your opponent's like almost done. And then by turn one, you're done with all your activations. And I probably still have Archie, a fast rider and a fast valedictorian mm-hmm. with a bunch of focus out there. So it's just it if you don't know what to do against it, it's just can be really problematic. And yeah, I mean, I know what to do against it, and I still rely on a little bit of luck. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even against the harder <laughs> games I played, like it was still just really solid and good because it's tanky. It can fight the Kruligans, hop in, and you know have permits to do whatever they want. And I mean, against Austin, I I did feel bad because Austin got a little taste of it the day before, and it was kind of like, oh, this guy's doing this again. Um, but he uh he ended up losing the damned turn one. Actually, no, the damned was turn two. I oh. I almost killed a Botung in turn one if it didn't have hard to kill, but then I just yep. killed it first activation with Archie. Um, because the, it was just kind of ridiculous, right? Because I just I have this fast rider, so I just rode over to Archie, and then I attacked Archie to drag him up the board like six to eight inches. And then I have a leap on top of that. So, you know, it's one of those things where if I want to fight and kill something, I have the mobility with that list to do it. But Pete, you're doing three damage to Archie. Well, fading's, a, fading's a hell of a drug. Uh, I know. <laughs> a lot of people forget about that ability. And I think, like, I, pitched, he, I, think I pitched an 11 to heal back up the full. <laughs> That's just silly. That's just silly. It felt good. Um, Did you get to do double Kruligan shenanigans? You know, where, like, you jump on somebody, they can't defend themselves, and you just destroy them? Yeah, I used a Kruligan to... I think I stole a Soul Stone in that, and then I used a Kruligan to finish off Thune, I think. And then... The Kruligans were just dropping Plant Explosive. There was one time, I think, one of my Kruligans had, like, three Plant Explosive tokens on it. (laughs) Did you just pick them up and keep running away? I picked them up, right? So that's the thing. That's why why Molly's so good, because you kind of just hold those actions... And then it's like, all right, you're, and you'll hear this from Molly players all the time. It's like, okay, you got anything left to activate? And they'll be like, nope. It's like, cool, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to pick up your marker if you didn't put somebody next to it to guard it. And even if you do, it's still hard to do it, right? Because, you know, I have the dead rider and I have the valedictorian, so I can just shove you off your marker. Yes. So yeah, unless you you're playing guild off. or something. And this is funny because, like, you you think that, oh, you have two incredibly expensive models that are not keyword-related. So by your side, it's not going to be a problem, right? Wrong. Yeah, Wrong. I mean, because Archie, so 
Archie did die like turn four, I think, but it was it cost him a lot because he kept failing terror tests with Euripides against Archie. So Austin had to cheat in like a 12, and then he had to use the old ways, so then he couldn't cheat because he used the old ways, and then he was flipping poorly on the damage. So it took like an activation and a half for Euripides to kill Archie. That is, dude. And by that I, time, the Kruligan teleported, killed the snake, and then stole the plant explosive tokens. Another thing that I noticed, though, that this is the last thing, because I want to hear Trevor's side, too. Uh, freaking, uh, he was using Euripides 2. Yeah. And Euripides 2 against Molly, in my opinion, is not that great, because you need that low 3. You need that min 3 yeah. to actually stack. Because it, it, two attacks is... Uh, six damage instead of four and that actually kind of like matters yeah Um, yeah i would say that he did hit the two specifically on archie like a handful of times and that just hurt him because archie was able to just do stuff and kind of get his points and and uh yeah yeah all right so uh, what about you what how did you feel trevor so my first round um i was definitely a little groggy because uh just just the next day and i was like okay we got another three games in a row um and uh so i played shane with uh von schill um and i think i played against von schill before this was another game in which we both kind of did our own things we had some encounters in which we went up against each other like and and tried to do damage to one another i think i actually did end up killing a model with my uh emissary but essentially my group that i've got with my botanists um i basically have my emissary and my operative go off on their own and just generate threat and honestly just kind of be annoying um and i kind of played that way the whole tournament where i would I would send them off elsewhere and people would kind of throw models at them. And I was literally just trying to get people to waste AP trying to go against them because the brunt of what I was doing with Anya, Corvus, the botanists, um, Winston and Sovereign was then skirting around the other side of the board, trying to just avoid confrontation um, and getting my schemes and my strats. Um, and with the botanists, as I could grow them first turn, I would then get them out there, just get them over the line and have them drop their explosive right underneath them, hopefully in severe terrain, um, so that they could just sit and be tanks, uh, heal one each turn and just sit on top of those markers. Yeah. Do you not move, uh, uh, softener? Like you don't have ways to force sovereign over and over again to like move into place? So I do have, uh, and I actually utilize that more this tournament than I have in the past, uh, okay. just as long as they were close enough. But Sovereign is very squishy, and they see that defense four and they go after it. So I I balance that between proccing that and then moving Sovereign away. Mm-hmm. I usually, I use Sovereign a lot for additional movement, scheming, fly with me. Um, and same thing with Winston. Dirigible ride is extra movement. Oh, yeah. Uh, interacting, putting out distracted if he's within a distance of people. And then this tournament, I used I used Corvus. And I haven't been a huge Corvus fan in the past, but he did a lot of work for me this tournament um, in, in really just kind of stopping people up, moving them around a little bit, 
uh, and dropping additional scheme markers with uh, drought secrets. Yeah, no, it, it, it shocks because like I've, I've talked about this before, but like I played Corvus and to me, he, he is key to a lot of strategies that I play. So like I'm happy that you're also getting some similar, but like, man, a lot of people get, uh, hate on him. He, he has a lot of like, like not, what do you call it? Not fans. Uh, I don't want to say haters again, but like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They don't like him. I think he's better right. in this yep. gaining grounds for sure. Mm. Yeah, well, I really I, didn't realize how much I enjoyed his play until I just got to have him on the board this whole, you know, past weekend. So, okay, I was I was gonna say it's like, is there like a master that you guys felt very strong into in the entire weekend, just in general? Um, I I played against, and we can talking about it in a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. well, if you want to just go to the next round, then yeah, I'll yeah, because but, like, round three actually that. is the game that I felt pretty good into. But we'll we'll get into that. Uh, how okay. did, how'd that game finish mm -hmm. out for you? I know I got the the win against Euripides, but how'd yours end up working out round yeah, one? That one I lost by two points. It was six four, um, and I'm pretty sure I was happy because I got my strat the whole time. Uh, I just wasn't able to quite get the other stuff. And I think we did end turn four. That was another thing that happened to me a lot was most of my games, we did not get to turn five. Um, I would say at least three out of the five, we did not get to turn five. Interesting. Um, and I don't know if that was just because I was matched up with other people that had, uh, you know. Yeah, you're kind of in that like, mid, like newer yeah. bracket. So I think that might've had something mm -hmm. to do with it too. So people that didn't yep. play, you were not forced to play clocks? No, you were on clocks, but that's what I'm saying. Yep. So they had a rule, Dixon. So if you clocked, obviously, but there was also a rule that if you had a combined less than, was it eight minutes or 10 minutes together? Less than 10 minutes. You couldn't start yep. another round. Oh. So most of the time I had enough time left on my clock to at least get a couple of activations in turn five, but, but we had a combined less than 10. So we stopped it at turn four. Yeah. Dang, that sucks. I did not have yeah. any problems, and I did not clock, and neither did my opponents. And actually, one of my opponents did, but it was like right at the end, so it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty yeah. good at moving the clock forward, regardless of. Oh, I'm like I play fast super fast. The, yeah, I play super yep. fast in the first like two to three rounds, and then after that, I slow down to a crawl because that's when I I try to make it count. Yeah, so <laughs> but I think that was good though because I feel like Trevor that gave you some confidence of like, cool, I'm kind of hanging around, I'm you know competitive. Yep. Yes. Yeah. It, I, you know, I was like, ah, it, you know, I lost my first game, but I was still close. I, I didn't get, you know, completely whomped as far as points go. And I was like, well, this is my first game of the tournament. I was feeling still pretty good at this point. Yep. And then, uh, yeah. then round two, we ended up having a corner raid the vaults. And this is kind of where I had kind of my moment of like, and it was against Brandon from danger planet. So, you know, Brandon's pretty good player. Uh, it's raid the vault, so I'm I'm like 80% positive he's just slamming Seamus down. And I think as yes. a Rezzer player, that's probably the correct call for raid the vault, just because Seamus is so good. Uh, corner, he's scooting around the board a bunch. Um, and there was a ton of impassable terrain. There were so many buildings on this board where I'm just like, yeah, this is going to be a Seamus game. But me being a Rezzer player, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, if I slam Seamus versus Seamus, I think I just play worse than him, and I probably lose this game just because he has more reps and knows the the keyword better. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, you know, Noah, I'm gonna slam down my best list with my best master, and it's corner. So I think I have you know enough mobility to compete there. 
And I just decided to slam Molly one down with that same list. I was like, I'm going to play my best list, best master, and, and see if I can uh, can win the day. So, so I would say that the way that you play and the list that you play uh, makes it so that Seamus is not the best choice. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he has some options to kill stuff. Like, you know, he can take down a Kruligan. Then the Necrotic Machine, you know, if you put it out there, he can definitely take care of. Uh, yeah. So it's just one of those things where you just have to kind of roll the dice. And I was just like, we'll see how it lands. So, I mean, I ended up taking Power Ritual and Protected Territory. And then Brandon ended up taking Outflank and Protected Territory. So this one was kind of interesting because... I kind of took most of my crew away from Seamus because he kind of hinted at Seamus, you know, because I have so many activation controls that I'm just like able to see kind of where they're going. But he ended up using most of his AP to get back over to where my crew was mostly. So he was on the right flank and I was on the left. But once he saw me go so hard to the left, he brought Seamus back over. And I got the initiative early on turn two and I was like, well, Archie's just dead here. Like, I can't I can't prevent Seamus from killing him. Like, if he has the cards, he has the cards. And, you know, he doesn't care about Archie's crap and he ignores hard to wound. So I was just <laughs> like, you know what? I'm just going to throw Archie right in his face. I'm going to try to do some damage here and put a little pressure on Seamus. So I did just that. I ended up putting like five or six damage on Seamus. Um, and Archie did die. But I felt like in this game, it was better for Archie to die than the Kruligans. I feel like keeping the... The longer I think I kept the Kruligans alive in this game, I think the better it was for me. Okay. And I feel like if I could keep the Val and the Dead Rider moving around with Sloth, uh, I think I could score enough AP or VP to kind of win the game. So, and there was a clutch moment where I actually... I threw the Val over to try and get on the back objective, the back strat for raid, because, you know, you scored two points off that. And I missed my mask on my buyer side or uh, on your heels oh. trigger. So I think when I did that, Brandon in his head was like, okay, I don't have to worry about this back objective. But then later on the turn, I gave fast to the dead rider and I just screamed down the board edge. And then I charged the valedictorian and dragged her into the raid marker on the back. <laughs> and I was able to score it. So, um, yeah, that's why I like the dead rider in a lot of these pools. Just because it, when things don't quite happen where you need to score, the dead rider can really clean it up for you. I mean, it's just a casual 27 inches. Yeah, so, right. Uh, you know, it's, well, yeah. pe people don't really. And Brandon had to check my card because he thought that I pushed the target. <laughs> And then the rider goes to base base. I'm like, no, the rider pushes and drags that person along with him. I I, I feel you, Brandon. I've had that exact same reaction. We're like, like that's not how that, see that. He's like, that's not how that works. And yeah, let me see that. Let me see that. Brandon was also a little hungover because they went out drinking uh, Friday night instead of Saturday night. Hmm. So that was kind of funny. He actually was like, at the beginning of the game, he's like, so I'm a little hungover. Do you want to? You want to just call this a draw or what? I was like, well, I'd like to, I'd like to play it out. <laughs> Yeah, let's just let's just do the thing. Uh, but Dude, but the uh, so... so that was a key point, and then the last point that kind of won the day for me was I decided early on to keep the uh, keep the necrotic machine just on my back marker, right? Okay. So I was just deny. I'm like, this is going to be my denial late game. He's got to kill it. Like he's got to put eight. Like Seamus has to come over here and kill this necrotic machine. Nobody else on this board 
can deal with the necrotic machine. There was a bunch of AP dorks in his list. The only scary threat though was Seamus. That was the only yeah. thing. Like I mean the other stuff was gonna scheme, but he was the only thing that's gonna kill. So I was like, I'm literally gonna sit the necrotic machine on here. He's armor two, so if he mins for some reason, he still doesn't kill it. So Seamus has to, and that took so that took a lot of pressure off my crew. Because I was just like, if he doesn't come over and get this back marker, he's not going to score it. And uh, he ended up black jokering the damage on the, I think it was turn five. He he was going to come in and get that objective, but he black jokered the damage on the necrotic machine. And uh, and that's... and I was like, well, that's probably game because, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> but, but Pete, doesn't he have Whisper on Seamus to avoid black jokering? Yeah, so I forget what... Brandon said the situation was it was something like when he whispered he like he knew that to score the objective he had to kill the necrotic and he had to bet that I didn't have a high enough card to defend myself to get it to that point of being a negative oh but I did that sucks yeah yeah, yeah. like because he planned it ahead all right. Well, what about you, Trevor? Because like I'm looking over here, and it looks like <laughs> like you yeah. played Doug. So and Doug played uh, this is this is this where is... Trevor thought that he wasn't good enough to play the game. <laughs> yeah, this is where things took a uh, took a turn for the worse for me. This is the fifth game in the weekend. I was feeling good. Trevor's like overconfident. He's like, "Yeah, I, I'm doing it, guys." Well, I had met Doug. We had talked a little bit, and I knew that Doug, you know, he, he runs the Houston yeah. GT and everything, and I, I kind of knew that too, so I was honestly already a little apprehensive going into the match. And then he put down Dreamer, uh, which I've never played, and then he also banned Apex, and I had planned to, to kind of bring in Model 9. Mm. Um, and so uh, I knew that there was some terrifying in there, so I brought in Kia, um, so here's my list for Maxine for this. Maxine, Orville, Calypso Beeb, the two machinists, the intrepid Alpinist, and Kia. I brought the Alpinist because there was so much big terrain on this map. It was big terrain. Um, so I just thought I could maybe get some people to walk through it. Um, and uh, And then my plan was just basically have... Double Machinist and Intrepid just be a rock there and go into areas. Um, but I just wasn't sure what to expect with Dreamer because I had never played it before. Um, and things went okay. You know, first turn, things were okay. You know, we just did our deployment stuff. We would went out and got our models kind of into position. I was still a little further back on the board than I would like to, because this was corner deployment, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, and and then what ended up happening turn two was towards the end of turn two, I was getting a little nervous. I had Orville set up to get raid on one marker towards the middle of the board but i was a little nervous because orville is squishy and somebody could either take him out or walk over there and deny it so he had a couple of summons that were right over by another marker where i had um calypso and the other one was a little too far away so i made a huge mistake here and i unpacked beeb out of Calypso to out. get the point. I ejected him out. And and 
what I should have realized was that I was being stopped up there. Uh, and I didn't really realize this until way later, even after the game. But what I should have done is just kept Calypso and Beeb running to the other side of the map so I could start scoring my information overload, my protected territory, and just scheme over on the other side of the map because it was pretty open. We were all pretty blocked up in the middle. And I just got so in my head about making sure that I got the strat that I left my schemes behind. And very quickly, he killed off Beeb. Calypso was then useless. I mean, pretty much. Um, and I really didn't have an answer for summons. And uh, and basically by turn three, I'm I'm hot. I'm sweaty. I'm in my head. I'm angry. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. <laughs> and I, I just started making saying. poor decisions at that point. I, you know, I was shooting stuff that didn't matter with Maxine. I got some stuff to go off and I killed some stuff with Maxine, but I just didn't, I, I couldn't function. I, yeah. I couldn't function after that. I mean, it, it so. doesn't help. Like, there's a couple of things that you needed to learn before the matchup. For example, uh, one of the things that I don't know if it happened in your, in your game or you didn't notice it, but, uh, Dreamer is incredibly good at killing things with armor. Mm -hmm. Like, incredibly good. Did that ever come up? Not exactly. I mean, it wasn't really. I even, you know, I even killed something with Kia, but I think my biggest thing was I got stopped up. Again, there was big terrain here. I got stopped yeah. up right in the middle, and I couldn't get any further than that. I just couldn't get my yeah, models he's, he's... any further than that. I call that setting yeah. the line of scrimmage. Like, he set the line mm -hmm. of scrimmage, and basically you... You did not, you know, push through. Yeah, there, there are uh, sometimes with that where when you realize that you're fighting somewhere where you don't want to be, a lot of times that's when you got to use your AP or tricks to get out of there. Because yeah. people like mm -hmm. Doug and Acid. people like Dis Dixon will just kind of like bog you up in an area and bottleneck you. And that's where you got to be like, okay, yep. I just got to disengage and like get the heck out of here. Because if you stay yep. in that fight, especially against a summoner like Dreamer, then he's just summoning more yeah. crap on top of you to keep you there. Yeah, it, it doesn't well, even have to was, be high-quality stuff. Yeah. He'll just keep yeah. dropping bodies into you. It was still new to me sure. that people could have so many summons, and regardless of whether or not they counted for schemes, um, them being able to activate the turn that they're summoned, because um, I use a lot of drudges with Anya, who <laughs> then can't do anything till the You're next like, turn. You're like, wait, these can actually so do things. I'm, and then he started doing stuff, and I was like, hey, what? The, oh, okay, that's how a normal summon works. That's not mindless or whatever. Yeah, um, right. So I, I just got really stopped up, and then I, I, you know, I could just see that things were not going well, and so I kind of mentally gave up. Yeah, I, yeah, I no, really it, did. So it, and again, that, that will happen to you, Yeah, but like... Don't worry. Like once you learn the well, matchup, Dixon, I, fine. I will tell you it. I don't know if you guys have ever seen those, uh, the adventures of like Tintin memes where the captain's sitting there and he's like, "Oh man, this is a hell of a day." And then Tintin's like, "But captain, it's only round two. And that's how I felt with Trevor. Is he? He looks so like <laughs> he had the hands, like the face and the hands, and he was like, he just told Doug, he's like, "I need to go somewhere." <laughs> I went to the I went to the bar in I went to the bar in the hotel around the corner and I just sat by myself and pounded a Guinness before my next round. <laughs> well, Doug bought you that a beer is... and he's like, I don't know where Trevor is. I was like, Ah, oh, you know, <laughs> he'll be around. It's okay. 
Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you got you got slammed in that round. I ended up winning by by a point uh, seven six, but it's good to get the uh, yep. good to get the beat up round. Uh, hopefully out of the way. Hopefully you didn't mm-hmm. have too many more of those uh, in the tournament. No, I mean, and it takes a lot really for me to get worked up. I mean, you've played me a lot, Pete. The, oh, yeah. There's only been maybe you could count on one hand the n- number of times that I really get worked up, but that was definitely one for me that I did. Um, so I took that 15 minutes to decompress and uh, just say, you know what? That one's gone. There's really good players at this tournament. That one's gone. Just focus on the next one. Well, and, and, um, and yeah, that's- Pete, you had mentioned to me like before the next round, like, hey, well, this is actually now going to put you in the next round against somebody that you probably will have a chance against, and and uh, it was true. Like it, it ended up yeah, going that way. In a in so. a five round or six round event, when you get into round three, four, and five, it really starts to even out with player levels. So oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. why two day tournaments are fun because the further you get into the the rounds, the closer you get to skill cap, right? So um, I knew I knew after you hit because I knew you're gonna hit somebody. I just didn't know if it was going to be round one or two. And when you got Doug, I was like, Doug plays a little, he gets a little out there. So we'll see how Trevor responds to it. He's a Texan. Yeah. If you're going to play against a Texan, get ready to get locked Those those Texans fight, man. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Additionally, you know, I I had some, I did, I had some bad flips along with it. And Maxine just wasn't as practiced for me. So there was a lot. But um, yeah. And yeah. Did you use the exact same list for every game? This one was Maxine. Uh, no, no, I. This I get one was that. Maxine, but for um, Anya, yes, I did. Okay, so Maxine, how many times did you use her? Once. After, that was it. after that, he threw her in the trash. That was it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, because the reason is I was trying to figure out. I was like, oh yeah, this is actually very good for Anya too, or Maxine too. And then I saw that you play uh, yep. uh, Maxine. I one. used her for raid because uh, her models just just hold up better and last longer. Mm-hmm. But I almost I was kicking myself a little bit because I almost feel like if I would have used Anya too, because I'm so practiced with her, I could yes. have done better, which may have been true. Oh, um, 100% true. It's it's literally the same thing that Pete said. Yeah. Pete actually picked Molly because he didn't feel comfortable in his skill yep. level with Von Stuck. So I you are right. probably is, should have. Yeah, that yeah. you are right. That actually is, uh, as far as I can tell you right now, the player is more important than the models in Malifaux. It is. Mm-hmm. And, that's why, yeah, and, that's why, yeah. and that's why when I played Brandon, I was like, you know, I think if I'm going to beat him, I can't try to play a master I'm not as good with. I need to play my best master mm-hmm. in this round. Yep. 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 That probably would have been the right choice for me. I mean, I, I don't think to learn. I don't. I don't yep. think you win that game though. But I think you played better. Yeah. Let me. Let me. Yes, put it I this think way. I get a few more points. I get some. You know, I get my schemes, and you know, I lose a lot of models. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, and, and <laughs> yeah. As far as like the practice model thing that I was talking about, real quick. Uh, Yoko too. Yoko too. She's at fifty percent win rate. You wouldn't even think that she is like disgusting at all or anything, right? But the best player in the U.S. right now, Landon, he plays her and crushes people with her, yeah. or does like incredibly well. And I a hundred percent attribute that to the player, because like I haven't seen anybody else play Yoko too. So yeah, yeah the people I've seen my that try to, to imitate is, that is they don't. It's just it, they don't have the same cadence and kind of interactions, and uh, I just Landon plays it the best that I've seen. I've seen other people yeah. play it, and I've beaten it with other people, and 
I'm just kind of like, yeah, I see where it's good, but you know, you got to have the right eye for it too. Yep. And I think that's, I just want you to keep that in mind because I think a lot of people are going to tell you, it's like, yeah, this master's better. It's like, it, it might be better for those player, but not for you. And whatever you yeah. feel more comfortable with is probably going to win you more games. Yep. So going into round three, this was actually the game that I felt the most comfortable in the matchup because I feel like Molly into Cloak and Dagger versus Teary, I just feel like if I don't lose models fast enough, I think I just dominate this game. Really? Yeah. It's Teary. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about the matchup with Molly, one, it's, it's Cloak and Daggers, which Molly's really good into. Uh, just because mm. you can just activate Krulligan's late and steal intel tokens. Uh, Tre- oh, yeah. Trevor has a lot of interactions with that and getting very frustrated. I mean, because, Trevor, you, you've had it where it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm just, I can't score the strategy because these Krulligans keep stealing mm-hmm. all my stuff. Yes. Yep. So, and against hmm. Tiri, I knew that most Tiri players like to throw the Matron at you quick. Um, yep. And then on top of that, I'm like, okay, there's a lot of armor and shielded, but when I need to, Molly can just evaporate a model because she has irreducible, and I have the fast rider and I have the fast Val, so I felt good with those beaters kind of trying to stave off the Iron Matron. So I, I felt really good into this matchup, um, and I just, even though it's wedge, I just deployed further back in my wedge, and I put the Krulligans on the back. Like I'm like, you're going to have to go, and I literally had an impassable piece of terrain, and I put the Val on one side and the rider on the other, and I was like, if your Matron's coming through here, you have to go through these two models. And... Hmm. Jeremy's a really good player. Uh, he, yep. he did very, I mean, he finished fourth right behind me. So, I mean, he, he, he's yeah. a good player. Great player. But he mm-hmm. threw the matron in there, which I was a little surprised at. He kind of started swinging on the valedictorian and I was kind of like, okay, I mean, this is fine. And I thought he was going to try to catapult back into the Krulgans, but I guess maybe they were a little too far back. So he couldn't quite do that. Um, so anyways, I have activation control, so when the matron comes in, I still have the rider and the valedictorian to swing into it. And turn one, I end up doing like five damage after after matron stones and stuff. And then uh, turn two, I end up getting it down to one first activation with the valedictorian. And then he, for some reason, try, tried to run the uh, construct up to get take the hit range but he didn't have the movement because there was a forest like right in the middle of like in between me and him uh and that allowed me to then go ahead and activate molly and i just did her irreducible thing and just killed the iron matron turn to like second activation and yeah and then from no way and then from that point uh he Jeremy wasn't able to score the strategy but once, and that's because I let him. <laughs> like, I was just like, yeah, I don't want to put the AP into, like, stealing all these tokens. I'm going to try to score my schemes instead. So I let him score. I think it was turn four. He finally scored one of the strats with uh, mm. Cloak and Dagger. And turn five, it was funny because turn five, I didn't even interact with the strategy because I didn't want him to be able to interact with me to steal my tokens. Because he only right. needed two tokens turn five to get another strat point. So I was like, yeah, I'm just not going to get any. And if you take any, I'm going to take yours. So um, you can waste your AP on it if you want. And at that point, at the end of the game, all he had was the construct, the stupid camel construct, whatever the light thing is, <laughs> Teary, and his little ball. And all I had, I think, was two Krulligans, Molly, and Archie, and my totem. So... 
It was, it was pretty grindy. I mean, he ended up killing the rider turn four. Uh, the rider probably lasted a turn longer than it should have. Um, mm. But, I mean, the rider's just good, so getting an extra activation out of it was really clutch in that game. And um, I forget what the Val died to. Did the Val die? Yeah, it did. It died to something. I can't remember what. I mean, it, in general, the, you feel that he just didn't respect the crew ligands. So On, like, turns one and two. So I think Jeremy... I think if he was going... So when you play against Molly, if you're going to be aggressive, I feel like the proper play is to be aggressive to kill the Kruligans or be aggressive to try and kill Molly. I think those are the two best options. Okay. Um, and I don't know if he just didn't quite get the distance or the cards weren't quite there for him. But yeah, he. I mean, he had to like... She was fast, but he had to like walk... I think it was like walk charge. So he only had one AP left and um, yeah, he didn't get quite close enough to the cruel again. So the iron matron did not uh, accomplish whatever mission she was going to do. Hmm. So I ended okay. up, I ended up winning this uh, the big, so it, it could have been, I was going to win it, but uh, it could have been like a seven, six game, but he was kind of trying to chain, like he had to chain a bunch of things together and at one point, I just leapt Archie in, and I just, like, I can't remember if I read Jokered, but I, I killed the Ancient Construct uh, with Archie coming in, and that thwarted his whole plans to, to score um, score any victory right. points in the game. Well, congrats again. At the, at, at the end, during, like, player. in the middle of this game, Jeremy is a good player, but in the middle of this game, I was just like, unless you kill these Kruligans, man, you are going to lose this game. Like, I was just... I was just sitting here, just bringing him back to Molly, yo-yoing him out, stealing stuff, yeah. and and he didn't get Archie either. But I kept Archie kind of away out of the action for a bunch because oh, he had Cat left too. I didn't touch Cat, but um, yeah, he just I kept Archie out, and he never sent anything over to deal with him. So I was able to scheme and get my strategy and deny the strategy over there with the Kruligans. So yeah, uh, not pressuring Archie not pressuring Molly too much and then not being able to pin down the Kruligans are really what kind of, uh, kind of really messed it up for him. He did score in your face, but since the matron was dead, he couldn't get the second point. Uh, he did get deathbed to the first point, but he couldn't score the second point cause I play Molly. So I just removed any ski markers near me. And, um, yeah, I got take prisoner and hold up. I think the only thing I missed was the strategy last turn. I didn't score. I mean, that's the main reason why I was like, question like my question was because it feels like he didn't respect the Kruligans enough I don't know he, he played against Molly so I think he knows what Kruligans do I also think I did a decent job of not giving him good opportunity like he, I think Jeremy to me seems kind of like I don't want to say a cautious player because he did some aggressive things but I think if you're going to like if you see that I'm playing like the Kruligans smartly you know, like I'm not giving them to you. You need to try and force the issue, I feel like. You know what I'm saying, Dixon? Yeah, no, I, I, of course. Like, that's the reason why I mentioned it. It's like, if you play against Molly, you have to accept some things and then you have to immediately respond to, like, Kruligans yeah. need to die. And, and I ended up getting it 7-3. The best I've seen was actually, and it was a game against Jim where he was playing Tyri and he threw the Iron Matron into my deployment zone and he killed one Kruligan turn one and he almost killed two turn one so that was probably the best iron matron slingshot that i've seen 
But because of that, I just put my crew again so far back because I'm like, you're going to have to dive. Like, you're going to have to be in the middle of my crew if you want to come in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and mean, she I've did, and that. she died. Yeah, I've done that. And, and sometimes it feels really bad, but it's like if I didn't do that, I would have lost the game harder. <laughs> so, yeah. But, okay, so what about you, Trevor? Because I, I saw that you, I mean, you went with Anya for the rest mm -hmm. of the tournament. So we know it's going to be <laughs> yep. Anya too, right? But yes, why, yes. <laughs> why, what was the reason that you didn't want to switch the list? Was it just like you didn't have the models or you just I'm, didn't know the matchup? I'm really good with that list. Uh, I love the botanists in that list. I mean, they do a lot of work for me. And okay. really, I didn't feel for all of the pools that I needed to change the list. I mean, okay. even if there was other masters or i mean there are masters that did certain things or other models that did certain things i was just so comfortable with that and especially after the maxine game i was like that's it i'm just playing the same list and i'm gonna just keep doing it i'm gonna keep doing what i do best gotcha. because i had a lot of success at, you know in the content creators tournament uh and i and i've played well with her so far so i just kept the same list for the rest of the tournament gotcha I mean, I'm going to also assume yeah. that your opponent is related to Jeff Mansker, who is a very good yes. player from Virginia. Yep, I believe his son. I, I believe it was his son, young, uh, younger kid. Um, yeah, he was, played was, really well. Um, yep, he played really well. Uh, he played Kirai, which and, you've never um, another summoner that you've never seen. That I've never seen. He summoned a lot of models, but. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of rules that we had to kind of go over. Just I, I believe newer player as well uh, he is, um, and so we had to go over some of that stuff. Even at the very end, we had to kind of I we had to kind of go over the fact that he didn't end up getting a certain scheme that he thought that he did. Um, mm. I mean, again, really nice guy, uh, but essentially. I was able to kind of keep him busy with Corvus and Winston and uh, the Intrepid while I was able to go out and do my other stuff. Um, we we still scored pretty close, and it just came into the end point there where I ended up winning over him. He didn't really pay attention to where um, his uh, Yakuna was. Um, and so I ended up scoring the second point of take prisoner with that. Nice. Oh. Um, yep. She was over the line there. Um, so, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, he played really well. Again, I was dealing with more summons, uh, them getting a lot of activations. Um, but, but overall that one, I just felt a bit more confident because again, felt like, uh, was very similar play level between the two of us. Um, Anya, doesn't do extremely well against all of those models that, that that she's got in her list, but I was I was able to just kind of keep him distracted and busy enough. What did you think that, of the uh, totem Akirio with the irreducible damage and onslaught? Did you experience that at all? Uh, yeah, Akirio. Um, again, I was able to just kind of I I killed Akirio once and then. I think she got summoned back. Yeah, Is that yeah, correct? She can, yeah. she can Did she get summoned back? Yep. yep. I was able to. I was able to take her out once, and then she got summoned back. That's kind of what yep. you want to do with a curio. Is you want to you want to force your opponent to keep summoning her, because if yep. if you if she wastes her AP summoning her, you're not getting all the other crap. So yep. I found if you can kill her, that's the best way to deal with it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
I, I think if I played a little bit differently, I could have taken more of his intel tokens and actually denied some points because I was more than confident that I was going to get all of my strat. Um, and there was a few activations that I didn't do much that I should, I maybe should have just tried to try to grab some of the intel tokens so yeah and i i think it's interesting that you're like i just felt like playing the same list it worked out pretty well and round mm -hmm. three is actually what convinced me where it's like you want to know what i'm doing pretty well let's just keep slamming this list down let's just yep. keep playing the same master and see where it goes not even the same master yes. same list just not even because you know everybody was yeah. banning like manos and sheamus so i was like all right well that doesn't touch my list any Man, right. I, I guess I'm just of a different people, breed. Cause people have forgotten that. the valedictorian and what she does, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Yep. I mean, and no me bans would have affected me either because I didn't bring any out of keyword. Yeah, yeah, so, it, yeah. Yeah, that was actually mm -hmm. one of the things that I, I pointed out when we were talking about bans. I said, mm -hmm. this is strictly better for newer players because newer players want to play in keyword anyway. Yeah. So mm -hmm. this is. It's it's nothing but better for the community because you want to get more newer players into the games anyway. Yep. Yep. So that was the end of day one. Uh, so let's see. I ended up going three and zero, which I felt really good about. And Trevor, I think you went what one one and one or one and two. Um, one and two. Not bad. Not yep. bad. Besides the one game against yeah. Doug. Yeah. <laughs> it did kind of that one game against Doug did kind of like. Shook, like, shook a few. I guess it just, yeah, it shook me. And I, you know, the end of the day, I, I definitely was like, okay, that that is what it can feel like uh, on a on a bad day. <laughs> but you got to win too. Um, but I got a win at the end. So it kind of evened things out a little bit. And again, just, you know, we went out and got some good food. Yep. Um, Except for you made, and, you made uh, a mistake and not seeing that they had scallops. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you like scallops? He is was, that what it is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was so sad oh, because yeah. we end up getting back to the hotel and Doug was like, oh, man, I just love those scallops. And Trevor's like, there were scallops? <laughs> <laughs> there were scallops there? I'm so disappointed <laughs> we went to now. seafood place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They're like sea mushrooms is the way that I – because I used mm -hmm. to work as a, as a cook in, in a, uh, a seafood restaurant. And that was the first time I ever seen a scallop in my life. Because in Puerto Rico, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen them here. <laughs> so anyway, but like back, back to the tournament yep. thing and the night. So that was first day, uh, the second day of you guys being in the convention, correct? Yeah. yeah. How did you guys feel at the end of your second day? Were you still in it for like the third day, or yeah, I mean, like I, mean, I just I've, want this to be done. I felt, I felt great because I think the big thing about doing these like convention, like multiple tournaments and stuff is I think getting out of the hotel is actually pretty important. So like just the fact mm -hmm. that each night we actually got an Uber and went somewhere that really helped alleviate a lot of the, like, you just feel like you're just on this like constant slog. And, you know, we, we went out, got something to eat, hung out for like about an hour and a half, Ubered back. And then... Um, I also brought my pipe, so I was smoking my pipe, you know, here and there, just to get outside and get some fresh air. And then on top of that, at the end of the night, we just played like casual games of like magic. So we played like EDH and stuff. So the, oh. yeah, so that also felt great because it's just like a cool way just to hang out and just kind of put some cards down, drink some beer or whatever you want to do. 
Um, so I don't know about you, Trevor, but that kind of helped me just kind of keep that, an even keel. Yeah, I think that helped me a lot too. Just uh, I haven't played Magic in a while, and I bought a bunch of the Lord of the Rings card decks, and I, I bought all of the Commander decks for that. So I just brought the the decks the way that they came, and uh, and it yep. was super fun. I, well, it was it was fun to well, play we with had, everybody. Uh, I actually talked with a bunch of people on the Discord, and I was like, you know, oh, who wants to play Commander while we're there? Blah blah blah. And some people were like, oh yeah, I got a deck, and I was like, all right. We're going to be playing pre-cons, so don't bring, you know, broken nonsense. <laughs> Hold on. Let me let me find my Prosh pre-con <laughs> yeah. from, like, 2012. <laughs> and even, Je- even Jesse, like, Jesse hadn't played EDH in a long time, mm-hmm. but, you know, he brought his old Commander pre-cons. Like, I'm talking about, like, he had that Edgar Markov, like, pre-con. That's yeah. That's where Prosh Edgar yeah. Which are Prosh was the which best I think they actually the scale pretty well with these new precons. So it's like riding a bike. Oh, yeah. It all came back. The only yeah. thing I had to ask questions about were just like Flash and the other abilities Tre- on the cards. Trevor was like Trevor would show me a card. He's like, "Is this a real card? This seems really good." Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah, it, no. The now cards have like three things. It on wasn't the card. until our second game or our second night of playing this that I. I was talking about list building and stuff like that for when I used to play Magic, and Pete explained to me that Commander decks are only one card of each. A singleton. I, I was like, "What? This is no wonder this game is so wild." Like, <laughs> oh, any, yeah. any card yeah. throughout history of Magic you can bring unless it's banned. That's great. <laughs> yeah, but so, yeah, it was a good way so, to just kind of not think about Malifaux and just yep. enjoy. Yep. Yeah, so I think that helped out a lot, kind of not feel like a grind. After Sunday, we I think we were ready to just kind of go home. Yes. But but Saturday, we were still feeling pretty good. Um, Sunday was actually kind of funny, though, because I was actually slated to play Landon, right? Because I was 3-0, he was 3-0, and I think Longton was the only other undefeated. And it was just kind of funny because... Sunday morning, I had looked it up when I was here in Kansas, and I was like, okay, there seems like there's a there's a 7 o'clock mass I can go to. Um, anybody that's not Catholic, you know, you you won't understand. But, you know, you got the sacraments and stuff that you, you want to participate in each week when you're, you're Catholic. And, you know, that takes priority over, like, a lot of things. So, like, pretty much almost anything, in my opinion. But so, anyways, <laughs> I started looking, and I was like, Jesse, hey, man, I checked – Apparently they like combine some churches because up in the Northeast, a lot of those churches are actually like struggling to stay open essentially. So a lot of those churches had to, yeah, they had to combine. And um, so the churches that I could go to their mass wasn't until like starting till eight 30 and we had a nine o'clock start time. So I just told Jesse, I was like, Hey, I'm, I got to go to church. Like, you know, you can give me a loss or whatever you want to do for the round and I'll just live with it. And yeah, we'll go from there. So yeah. I ended up going. It was kind of funny because I had to wake up the priest uh, because I, I went early because I, I usually go early to like pray a rosary or something. And um, yeah, I woke up the priest and I kind of talked with him what I was doing. And he was like, oh, you know, you traveled all that way and you're still going to mass. Good for you. And I was just like, well, yeah, Father, that's what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> so, like, I feel like there's a lot of casual Catholics that don't do that. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah. No, there is. Um, cafeteria yeah. Catholics, as we call them. How dare you? But uh, anyway, Dixon feels no, no. attacked. <laughs> but anyways, but, I ended up taking the loss in that round. It has Molly losing to some crap four two. Um, that's just because that's just because I had to forfeit it because I couldn't play it because I didn't get back to like ten something. Um, 
So yeah, that, that's that's yeah. what that game was for me. So I was, and you know, people were like, "Oh, you know, that sucks," but I'm not bummed about it. I mean, you know, church is more important than than pushing figures around. So I uh, yeah. I had a good time. That I just yeah. did my thing, I'm and just, I smoked pipe and got some breakfast, and I was ready for round six. That was what I was gonna point out. I was gonna say like there was no mass whatsoever earlier than that, and you don't like online masses. Well, because, and so I'll explain it a little bit just because some people might be confused because there's a lot of denominations that, you know, mass is technically like optional. Like, you you know, it's not a big thing if you like skip here and there, you know, you can watch it online and you get the message. But, you know, the the Catholic Church is more ceremonial, like the sacraments, like taking the actual Eucharist is like a huge deal, right? That's, you know, if, if you actually believe in your faith, that moment, you're actually, you know, there with, you know, Jesus Christ actually being there. So, you know, the whole point is you're in that moment with Christ accepting him. And it's that intense moment where actually on earth you're face to face with Jesus, which is a really beautiful moment. Um, so that's why as a Catholic, actually believing the doctrine, unlike, you know, some people, which is fine. I'm not going to, you know, you know, yik your yum if you're if you don't actually believe certain things. But, you know, I actually do believe that. So I want to be there every week and gain that, you know, spiritual confidence and spiritual, you know, just reinforcement that I need to, you know, battle throughout the entire week. So to me, that's why I was like, it's not even a question. I think this is a testament to the fact that we can all still get along because I'm an atheist heathen who just believes in meditation <laughs> and yoga. And, and, we're, uh, and we're hanging out the whole week. We get along great. So, you know. <laughs> well, it's funny, right? Because so Dixon, we brought books to like, you know, hang out and like to read while we're at the airport and stuff. So I end up bringing, you know, like I think I had my C.S. Lewis collection. And then Trevor's like, oh, cool. I got my philosophical book, too. He had like yeah, a Sam, I had Harris, Sam book. Harris, the moral <laughs> landscape. It was great. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Fantastic. Yeah. But anyway, I don't so know how I feel about Sam Harris? But <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> but Trevor, you actually played. So why don't you talk about your game? Sure. Yeah. Yep. So this actually, this game, I even went into it when I saw what master he was playing. I was like, this is going to be my best game. So he played Toll, um, and I have played Toll recently here because we've got a person in our local meta who does play Toll. So I kind of understood. I knew the artillery markers. I knew with Anya I can exert control and push people out of the way when I need to. I was really prepared for this one. And the guy that I played played Toll really well. Um, I mean, yeah. He, and this he, was, was this uh, Stuff the Ballots? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, this was Stuff the Ballots. Um and so I took my first couple of turns actually stuffing my side uh, or the side that I deployed off of. So that helped me a lot. In fact, I think that actually did end up helping me because he had to spend extra AP to eventually yeah, get one. And I actually had um, when I played against Nathan, he mentioned that. And I'm like, I don't know if people aren't doing this, but I think if you bring like some cheaper models to interact turn two and stuff your own ballots up to three, I try to do that every game because then late game, it forces your opponent to throw four, at least four AP into those markers to score them. So I mm -hmm. always try to do that in, in stuff the ballot games. Yep. Yep. And I, I got people out pretty far early. I put some heavy pressure on one of his hex bows um, by, I think I went at it actually, I think I actually went at it with uh, my sovereign and I did some heavy damage, so he had to kind of make the decision, well, I'm either going to lose my Hexpo or i got to activate that next, which put me yeah. in a better position. 
Um, and then same thing, turn three, I think I ended up killing, who's the one that's on the bike? Louisa? Oh, Louisa. Yep, I ended up killing Louisa, who was over in the corner, I think trying to get his um, power ritual. And I was yeah. able to kill her, uh, pick up that marker the next turn to deny that power ritual. Um, so I, I, I feel very good about that game. Um, and um, yeah, again, I think it was just, you know, knowledge of the other master. I played this before. Uh, it was a good map for me, and uh, I was kind of in a new mind state the next day after what had happened <laughs> the previous day. Well, well and I it's think it's also kind of shocking and surprising that she has multiple abilities that make uh, Tall's best ability uh, not good because mm -hmm. uh, she can remove scheme markers, if I remember correctly, by like moving models around is that or am i wrong about that um i don't think she she can't all i know remove is that, them but okay so she can't remove them but she oh she moves models around i'm looking at her card right now yep. and i know that there's another ability that makes it so that enemy scheme markers don't count for pretty much yeah, anything correct so I'm, I'm trying to figure out yep yeah, yeah yeah okay so so you he could not do the extra action which is a huge thing for tall yep and you get to push models out of the way, which mm -hmm. is a huge thing for the game in general. Yep. That's hilarious. I mean, between that yeah, and that, even the uh, Intrepid um, being able to intimidating Roar and push some of my other models out of the way, I mean, there was a lot that I was able to do to avoid that. Uh, and then when he was dropping bombs through his artillery marker, I was able to continue to discard cards and take the hit because they were right near my Intrepid. Yeah, and I think there is something to be said about, you know, you actually being familiar with a matchup because mm -hmm. when you know generally or in detail what the opposing crew does, that really lets you do a lot of planning where you know, like you're not going to get surprised where it's like, oh, I would have won, but they did this thing I didn't know about. So mm -hmm. that's definitely good. Yep. It shows you the more experience you get, the more successful you'll be in the game. Yep, and I knew once I got close enough, if I was able to do some actual uh, physical melee attacks to those shooters, that I'd have, I'd, I'd be able to maybe take one or two of them down, which I was able to do. Um, yep. But he still, like, he was a great guy to play against. Uh, again, just this whole tournament, everybody was really fantastic. I didn't really have anybody that we butted heads on that sort of deal. So. Did you did you end up uh, winning and losing that game? Yep, I won that game six to four. That's yep. pretty good. And it did come down to the last few activations. Uh, I mean, so I was able to do some denial, uh, and it was able to put some stuff down that allowed me to score those last couple of points. So it it came down to the wire. But. I see that you guys had completely different schemes on this mm -hmm. one. He had power ritual and take prisoner. You had ensnare and information yep. overload. Yep. So a lot of scheme markers for you. All the time. And you felt very strong. Yep. Yeah, because like, make a drudge, that drudge is going to start walking. Exactly. And then he'll get there eventually. Yep, well, and then with her, <laughs> with, with Anya being able to exert uh, control or do new orders, um, you know, I can get a movement, like, I can get, essentially, if I needed to do it all three times, I could get six inches plus their movement, you know, because you can only do no orders once. So every time you move those dredges, the ski marker gets dragged along with them. You can really set people for, up for ensnare that way. Corvus assisted yeah. with the draw 
draw out secrets um and uh and then winston being able to uh interact right next to somebody i mean there's just a lot that that works for that pool yeah and i i definitely understand that because going into the last round of the tournament with round five i was back at that point and i actually the way things shook out after that because i think uh landon lost to longton in round five um, and then I ended up drawing Sam, which Sam's a very good Bayou player. Like he, he knows what he's doing. Um, so I ended up playing him into corner plant explosives, which once again, I feel pretty good about just because I know what Maud does. So I kind of, I had a feeling I knew what Sam was going to try to do. Um, and it, it played out exactly like I thought it would. I thought he was going to kind of just slam Maw and the soul stone miners as, much as he could into my Kruligans and uh, Molly. So once again, same list. I was like, yep, just playing the same thing. And it was in corner. So I literally kept my Kruligans as far as I could in my deployment zone until I needed to move them out. That way the Soulstone Miners couldn't drop down and charge in on them because Soulstone Miners can't drop within six of a deployment zone. So as long as I stayed in there, I'm like, okay, I'll have my Kruligans at least for turn like two and three because the Miners can't get there. Um, hmm. but I ended up killing one of the bushwhackers that he brought. He's playing Maw one. Cause that's the best Maw. Uh, he brought uncle bog because of <laughs> course, uncle bog, double soul stone miners, two bushwhackers and big brain Bryn. And really I'm like, if I can just outlast like Maw coming in and killing me, I think I'll win this. So it ended up getting playing along. I denied the strategy just because, you know, I'm playing cruel again. So he didn't get plant turn two. We go into turn three and Maw is positioned where turn two, she started doing damage onto Molly and Molly was down. I healed her up a little bit with sloth. Um, so I was kind of in this provocative situation because I was out of soul stones at that point and Maw ends up going first on turn three. So I'm sitting there. There's a pit trap already down. Uh, she, Maw ends up going and, and wants to obviously knock Molly into the pit trap. Uh, I think I was down to five hit points when when Ma Tuckett was was going. And what ended up happening was he ended up bringing me down to like two hit points. And then I ended up going down to one because of the pit trap. But he had to concentrate and then he had to swing on Molly again. And Sam told me he had the cards in hand. So, I mean, this... At this point of the game, I'm thinking, okay, Molly's dead. How do I score my points now? So I was already going into it thinking that because in my head, Molly's already dead. But when Ma takes the focus swing and then flips, I think, three cards for damage, he ends up running into the Black Joker and doing no damage. So, and he didn't get the trigger for shove aside. So, you know, he couldn't push me to do the last point of damage. Um, so Molly ends up living. There's a soul stone miner engaging Molly though. So it's still bad. Right. So I'm sitting there like, okay, if I heal sloth, I think the soul stone miner can still kill Molly because she's injured. So I was like, I don't think I can do it that way. So I was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I still have two focus on this Kruligan. I have less cards. So I'm going to pitch for by your side next to Molly and the Kruligan's going to try to kill the soul stone miner. So the soul stone miner only had four hit points left. So as long as I hit my moderate twice, I was going to kill it. So I use the focus, hit, cheat in, moderate, 
he can't cheat once again because I have less guards because Kruligans have that in their text for whatever reason. And then I focus, hit again. <laughs> On a stat five model. Yeah, yep. And then I hit again, <laughs> cheat in the moderate, and the Soulstone Miner dies. And I blocked it off where the other Soulstone Miner couldn't drop in and charge Molly. So Sam's very frustrated at that point. And he just looks at me and he goes, I'm just going to scoop, man. And he just shakes my hand. And he's like, that that swung the game so hard. It's like, I think at that point, I probably end up winning because I'm in your deployment zone and Molly's dead. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. I probably, probably a 7-5 game, I think, is where it might end it up just because of the positioning. But everything else was kind of going my way. He just put, it's like we were playing poker and he pushed in all of his chips to say, I'm going to kill Molly. And if he kills Molly, I think it pays off. But just flipping the black Joker there, losing the Soulstone Miner. And I hadn't activated with much. So it's very conceivable that Maw might have died that turn. Because um, I still had Molly. I still had Sloth. I still had a Kruligan. Uh, so it's very likely that I probably get close to killing Maw there as well. Dude, wow. Yeah. So it was a rage quit. He probably wanted to flip the table and stomp on Molly because she didn't die like she should have. And that's the that's the game of Malifaux, man. Bad things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I've been there. I've played against Molly enough times. Oh, I was like, it's I funny because really... I was there two years ago. Sam and I played like round five or something or round four. Uh, he played Zip and I played Maw 2. And I ended up rage quitting. So I was like, you know, we're going to finish a game one of these times, Sam. <laughs> but uh, we actually did in the team tournament the previous year. We actually played and finished a game. But um, <laughs> I, yeah. I felt bad for him because I was like, you know, I think I I think he did have a good shot to win if he su- succeeded there, which, he, you know, he probably should have. But, you know, that's just the game sometimes, right? And that's Bayou. Sometimes Bayou yeah. doesn't have the mechanics to get out of bad luck which is why I haven't gone back to Bayou in a bit. Yeah, that it's I love Bayou and I still want to play Bayou, but it does feel bad whenever you're behind. Hard, hard to wound's really legit, man. Comebacks. I have found myself loving Hard to Wound because yeah, you run into some red jokers, right? But it really keeps no. you out of like consistent damage. Dude, it makes it so that like, oh, I flipped a 3 or you flipped a 10. Yeah, I'm not going to cheat. Yeah. Like, literally, you can just say that, and you'll be like, that's And it cancels out focus, so (laughs) as long as you keep the duel close, you know, they're always going to be at a negative, so it just, it's good. And like I said, you you run into red jokers more, but you just learn to live with that, honestly. Speaking of hard to win. Manipulative. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I was was just, the last thing I was going to say, manipulative, complete garbage. Hard to wound, yay. Please swap out some models that have manipulated with hard to wound. Yeah, Thank so you. I ended up getting that game 6-3. Um, yeah, we just kind of agreed that seemed like a reasonable score. Uh, did you play against Rezzers round, round five? Yes, I did. Trevor? Speaking of hard to wound and manipulative and fun things like that, uh, I played against Maeve round five. Uh, so I got to play ah. against Maeve twice, uh, and she played McMorning. Um, nice. So I got to deal with a third summoning crew, um, <laughs> which again what? was still fun and new for me. Playing against wrestlers into a summoning crew, <sighs> like gas. Oh my gosh! Shocking. Um, but Shocking. Uh, honestly, there were so many. I, 
When I walked across that board and saw the situation you were in, Trevor, I saw a lot of flesh constructs, a lot of zombies, and I was just like, this does not look good. Yeah. I mean, I still got five points out of the deal. Like, I still played well. Yeah. It was five to eight yeah. in the end. Um, but I I think I could have had more points and maybe even said that I probably would have as well. But I overextended the botanists. It was just a mistake. I overextended the botanists on the first turn after i grew them because i was trying to get like there was a severe here and then there was a severe a little bit further out and i should have just kept them in the one that was a little bit closer and worried about moving them next turn but then one of her kenturi or kenturi kenturi um yeah yeah kentura. went in Centaurs. just freaking stomped it um you know because they don't have any armor or anything like that um so i lost I lost a botanist on the first turn and that was that was definitely not good for me um and had I just uh skirted a little bit closer to the center with the rest as well then because I didn't end up having enough movement to score um my uh espionage before the end of it um, I, and he kept okay. on, he, he kind of denied or, uh, or she kind of denied a few of those. Um, so, you know, it was, it was still a really good game. Um, and Maeve and I, again, play very similarly. Uh, even though there was a lot of models on the board, there was less, uh, focus on killing my models as there was, um, actually just getting our points but corvus did lock up some of her models and that was the that was definitely the game to me that made me feel a lot more that corvus was a model that was worth bringing because um i was able to kill one of them kentori uh and then um use that uh uh well not the same turn but i was able to use his pulled here and there or whatever that is um a knock aside uh, and push up to another model. So I locked up a few of those models uh, so I could continue to do the things that I needed to do. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how you feel about it, Trevor, but when I get into a two day tournament and when in round five or even round four, or whatever, when you play against an opponent, you're actually kind of more comfortable with, like mm -hmm. you've played against them before, you know, they're not a jerk to me. It kind of takes some of the pressure off. It does. And you can kind of just enjoy a nice game, right? Yep. We enjoyed a nice game for the final game of the tournament. And um and it was really it was really great. Um and uh but yeah, but yeah, I mean it was definitely one of those where I I I overextended and that really kind of cost me a couple more points. <laughs> you're you're learning some of those lessons that you need to learn in in tournament play where it's like you know, sometimes at your local game store, you can get away with some sloppy plays or aggressive mm -hmm. plays. But when you play against solid people at a tournament, you you see when you get punished for decisions, right? You're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And now I'm getting punished for it. Well, and I didn't realize the movement. Like all of a sudden they were what, like freaking eight movement. And uh, yeah, yeah. They throw the extra legs on them. Uh huh. Yep. Just <laughs> rolled right through Got Lieutenant there. Dan legs. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean the best thing about the the idea because like I'm I'm listening to your your explanation of the game and I and my head immediately goes like that means that they were willing to trade an eight point model or seven point model mm -hmm. 
for a six-point botanist because the botanist is key to winning Correct. the game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like that that was in my opinion that's worth it because I like I we it talked is. about it earlier 100%. with the Molly thing and yep. sometimes you just have to sacrifice a big well, piece. Well, especially if you get a piece like that early, right? Like it, so for me playing Molly, that's the equivalent of if I lose a Kruligan turn one or two. Like that's way too early to lose a Kruligan. Like I can lose a Kruligan even turn three, and you know I don't love it, but you know if it scores me a point here and there, you know along the way, that's fine. But losing a a piece like a scheme runner like that turn one or two like kills the game yep yes yep yeah it's the main reason why uh i have used lucius to go in kill a cruel again like if i'm playing guild lucius and i see that you don't have enough uh, beaters nearby of the cruel again i will jump try to kill the cruel again in one act in one action and either try to escape or just get ready for what's coming yeah because it's it's a gamble that might win you the game on the spot. Yeah, and I mean, you ended up I think what was it eight five for eight five. Trevor? Yep, yep. So I still yeah, I it. still got a decent amount of points. Um, uh, but so you yeah. didn't get stomped yeah. again by a player no. like Doug. You kept <laughs> no, all of them pretty pretty decent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did see, though, because uh, I was say, okay, so you got a bunch of people got two to three. What was the difference between you? And them, and what is MOV? Because he's at negative eight. Margin of victory. I'm trying to figure out what that is. So, so the, fir- the first tiebreaker is margin of, yeah, the differential. So how many points you score okay. versus your opponents. <clears throat> yep. Okay, gotcha. So how do you feel about that? It's just because that seems like the game against Doug hurt you the most. Yeah. Yep, I went two and three, but that game against Doug in only getting one point um and that is the that is the first time in a long time i have been held to one point i mean even when i play pete here locally uh, i i haven't been held to one point in in a while Hmm. so yeah because if your differential is closer i mean you can score anywhere up to 20th 19th place in this so yeah i mean i would have been a little bit further up the list yep yep yeah just Mm because of differential out of 33 players which is nice Yep. So the top the top eight that finished for uh, the tournament, we had Longton with his Zoraida Angelized nonsense going five and zero <laughs> with Neverborn. <laughs> Landon finished second with Ten Thunders four and one. I ended up finishing third with Rezzers four and one. Uh, Jeremy with Explorers was fourth. Uh, Oracle Toronto, um, I guess. Oracle was playing. He's hey, the, playing Outcast. I play Molly against. Yeah. yeah, so he was playing Outcast, though. Uh, we have Guild in sixth with Nathan. Uh, we have Miscellaneous with Arcanist in seventh. And then Austin finished uh, eighth with, once again, Neverborn. Um, and we do have a Bayou player, Sam, finishing tenth. So I feel like it's actually a pretty good spread of what finished in, like, the top eight, top ten of this tournament. And Are you all- saying that Oracle played Outcast? Yeah, I think he played Outcast Rezzers. Like, so I think it was Outcast, but then played Jack Daw. Maybe I'm gonna check real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was playing Outcast for real. Yeah, you're right. I just verified it. That's weird. Yeah. So three one one though. Yeah. Yep. So attended. I'm just gonna look it up real quick. I ended up Nathan twenty fifth out yeah. of thirty three. Which honestly, for my first large tournament like this, uh, you know. I mean, at least I didn't get the wooden spoon, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> That's oh, true. No, no. You again, yeah. you did great for somebody that only been playing for like ten months. Mm-hmm. It's just 
this is not an easy this game like requires experience not yeah. not only skill but like experience yeah i mean and you're like, you're, you're playing against some people like who have been playing since like second or even like first edition malifo so i mean you're mm. you're playing against like experienced players in a lot of cases so mm-hmm. um just kind yeah. of playing that well honestly is pretty good almost going 500 yeah yeah, yeah. And, and that's why uh, like if you wanted to play competitive uh i i really recommend practicing by yourself sometimes if necessary with basil because it's the quickest way to get better at this yep game. i mean that double botanist grow unpack was a vassal result i mean i i practiced that over yep. and over again so i feel like great. looking at kind of just the top you know whatever of this like top 15 or so explorers mm-hmm. finished pretty good i'm seeing oh, yeah. i'm seeing a lot of explorers kind of you know sprinkled in in the top like half of this uh event there's only one in the top eight and the majority of the top eight is actually uh never born in wrestlers yeah uh but yeah across the entirety of the game like explorers who are like winning at the mid tables hard also i thought looking at the scores and i thought it was kind of funny i was i actually had the higher strength of schedule in this tournament and all of the people (laughs) i actually played finish in the top 11th so I was like, oh, well, you know, that's kudos for Molly, you know, for doing so well against, you know, the top half of the tournament. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I was going to ask, like, did you get a chance to talk to the guy that you were supposed to play on round uh, four? I did because I talked to because Landon was like he tried to give me some kind of cheeky, you know, like religious joke remark. And I was just like, yep, most important right. thing all week. And then he uh, he didn't say much after that. So, um, but I do. It, I think it would have been a tough game because I'm pretty. Sh- he did drop Asami, so I think that was his Asami drop. And Asami does have a good matchup against Molly, so I would have had to play that very cautiously. And I actually think I would have played a different list. I think I switch out the Val in that situation and bring Saint Vincent to kill summons. Who are you? Wait, who are you talking about? Your round four opponent was Matt Doucette. I well, that's yeah, that's the round that's, that's the round about. I didn't have to play because I wasn't there. That's my point. I would have played. So I would have asking. I would have played my, Landon. He would have played Landon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? Why did? Wait, why did they put Matt Doucette against you then? That because no that sense. that player dropped because they had like food poisoning or something. So they didn't want to, they thought it wouldn't have been fair to the field if they gave Landon just to, (laughs) yeah, if you, uh, if you ate or if you just got Landon a straight 8-0 victory, um, like Jesse just didn't think that'd be fair to the rest of the field. Um, And, you know, 4-2, by the way, not 8-0, 4-2. Yeah, whatever, whatever the thing is, but. Um, that was the reason why they wanted, you know, actually to be like, okay, let's have, you know, Landon and whoever pair off and then, um, we'll see what the last round shakes out to be. So it would have been against Landon, gotcha. but that got changed just for fairness, I think. Okay. Well, I, I, and that makes sense then because like looking at the numbers, I was like, wait, Riva versus Pete. And I'm looking at my, Matt and I'm like, what? Yeah. What's going to happen here? <laughs> but, uh, that being said. You feel that Landon's Asami, you could have been able to like handle that. With, yeah, but uh, I, I would have Vincent. I would have had to bring Saint Vincent just to kill off summons, 
And even then, that's yeah, that's what I'm asking. I don't, about. I don't know how that works out because obviously you got to play the game, and Landon's really good, and he knows matchups. So I would, um, yeah, I'd be interested to see how it would have worked out. I would have liked to play it, but you know, maybe I next mean, time. I would have liked that if I would have liked that if we had a little bit more practice with Vincent because the few games that we did play with Vincent he just never got to actually do his thing yeah and that's why I determined I think I only bring him against summoners because then each shot kills a summon model Um, you you did every game that we played with Vincent you played against a summoner I don't think I did yeah you did like uh, I think I Pandora 2 yeah but yeah but you didn't really I think that game you didn't I'm talking about like a straight summoner not just like Pandora's annoying summon um so I'm talking about like Dreamer I'm talking about like Asami you know Dashel 1 whatever gotcha. uh against something gotcha. like Pandora I don't think I bring it because it's just like oh if they get like a you know this is nice summon I don't think Vincent's actually mm. worth it in those cases so okay. I forgot who it was that I because I played other games against you with Vincent where you're like okay oh I think I did play Asami against you not with not with the Vincent point now. is the point is that Vincent didn't like you felt that Vincent wasn't doing yeah, his I, job that, you that's what I'm saying it. I I was just straight up like okay he is just like if it's a pure summoner he's good okay. if it's just like uh okay. yeah I might get a model he's not so good there gotcha gotcha but I didn't go in five one right. so I mean I, I was definitely very happy with uh going four0 with Molly well okay and then Trevor, you said overall. Yep, going two three overall, uh, which I I still feel really good about. And the people that I did lose to, um, were were good players. So I'm I'm still oh, yeah. happy with with how everything turned out. Yeah, I feel like you paid for your yeah. education there. You got a lot of good experience off that uh, event. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mabe was my playing partner uh, for a while when I got into M three N three E. We played. Like probably for a year before I started playing with Pete and she had to, I don't know if it was, she had to move or something, but she stopped playing for a little bit. I think started going to school or something. Yeah. And then after after that, a few months later, I start playing against Pete and then you know how that goes until now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the rest is history. The rest is history. Doug, Doug is, is a really, really good aggressive player, so I'm sorry you had to go through that <laughs> yeah. in the middle of a tournament. I think it's actually a good thing <laughs> that I did have that happen at least once this tournament, because had that not happened, um, I don't know. I, you, you know, you learn from these things. Uh, it, it taught me about either you know playing that same master that you're more comfortable with, uh, don't unpack, be, uh, don't eject, Beeb out of the Calypso. Just just don't do it. Um, no, no. But, uh, Trevor. Yeah. Holy crap. This is a, 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 a what you call it? Whenever something happens that has happened before. Uh, deja mm-hmm. vu. This is a deja vu. Pete said the exact same thing like two years yep. ago. What? The exact same thing. Same thing happened to him. He played, I think it was summer or something in one of the tournaments way back in the day. And he was like, nope, I'm going to solo the same master that I know and love, mm-hmm. Ma. And that was the end of yep. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It Do was, you remember that, Pete? Yeah, that was a local tournament in South Carolina. I was playing... And it's kind of, you know, it was kind of an important ter- moment for me because I've actually changed the way I play tournaments a lot now. Is I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to play, you know, Somer this round and I'll play, you know, Somer 2 that round and then I'll play you know, whatever this round. And then I got completely smashed by Cody Hyatt. Like he just 
totally destroyed me with some, you know, Maxine Jedza nonsense. And I was just like, <laughs> I at that moment, I was like, okay, if I actually want to play against like the best players, I need to drop, you know, my best thing and I need to get reps with that best thing. And I've actually done that where it's like, okay, in Arcanist, I'm just slamming down Sandy, maybe some Colette. And then like in this tournament, I was like, you know, I have Von Stuck and Jan Lowe, which are fine, but Molly's what I'm slamming down most of the time. So I've just like this last three months, I've probably gotten in. It, it feels like over a hundred games of Molly. <laughs> Jeez. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten incredibly good at defending against Molly. Yeah. Which is shocking because I hate playing against Molly. Yeah. I definitely yeah, feel I that I will be more. there's a couple other players. I definitely player? feel I'll be more of a one one trick player, uh, you know, a single master player. I mean, maybe until I get more comfortable, but it, it felt better to me doing that. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's it is uncommon. Like there are players that only play one thing. I think the most famous one has been John, who plays monk, and that's it. I think he recently started playing other stuff. I don't know if you know anything about that, Pete. Who's that? But John Goldburn, oh. if you ever hear that name. Yeah, he plays. He plays only Monk. Yeah, he plays Shenlong, but he does play uh, McCabe a little bit too. Okay. But yeah, in tournaments, the only thing that I've ever seen him play is, is He's played McCabe. Shenlong. He's played McCabe a bit. Like, I think in, 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 in a bigger tournament, he'll one round, he'll usually play McCabe. Gotcha. And the other thing I was going to say is, isn't he also the one that's famously for never making an attack and still placing, like, above mid? Yeah, there was one tournament where he <laughs> didn't do a single point of damage. Um, So, yeah, that was kind of funny. And he went something like 2-1 and one or 2-2. Yeah. and two, they ended up doing, like He ended up doing pretty good. <laughs> that was the game so, yeah, where Chris, Chris uh, Leopard d- discovered that you don't need to do damage in Malifaux and that not everybody is going to come fight you. <laughs> I remember that. he won that tournament too which is funny uh, so i will say though the uh, the last bit of advice i'll give to newer players or people just playing in events is sunday i was so drained like i was like like yep just get me home somehow and we didn't fly out till monday morning so i always recommend to people going to these events if you can le- get there a day before and then leave the day after that's the best way to do these events because you just it it takes off a lot of the stress of getting to the airport and you know you're you're tired you don't want to you know wait in line and run through things because literally we just got some sweet you know hibachi food which was amazing and then i just demoed a game of guild ball to a few dudes and we got some irish coffees because of trevor so that was a lot of fun yeah, I'm gonna need you to give me a demo on Guild Ball. I said it before the podcast, and I say it again. I, I do love the game. I may be angry at Steamforge, but if I get to play against you guys, I'm fine. Yeah, that the was best a great thing that uh, end to the tournament for sure. The, the best thing I heard was from Zach up in Michigan, and he was just like, you know, I love Guild Ball more than I hate Steamforge. So that's kind of the motto right now. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to follow that model. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> uh, Trevor, any last minute thoughts on the tournament or the uh, convention in uh, as a whole? Um, any advice for new players? <laughs> advice for new players? Uh, uh, you know, definitely don't beat yourself up too hard. Still beat yourself up a little bit. Um, yep. But uh, you know, find that Zen place or whatever you need to before the next game. Um, and uh, 
just do your best uh, and, you know, forget the rest kind of deal because it, I knew going into this, there was going to be a lot of really good players. So I, no matter where I placed, I didn't just, I didn't want to have any expectations. Um, I thought yeah, playing I think that. You, you came into it healthy with a, with like a growth mindset, which was nice. Yeah. Yep. This was about learning what it felt like to be in a tournament, what the pressure felt like to be in a tournament. I think doing that content creators invitational first was really good. And then doing the local tournament previous to that uh, was really good for me as well. Even if it was playing against local players. Um, uh, yeah. I, and then, uh, yeah, I would say what I did leading up to the tournament the week before where I just stopped researching cards and worrying yeah. about everything was probably the best thing for me. Yeah. Cause you really can't control <laughs> the matchups and the masters. And I think once you settled into a list, I think that was a really smart move on your part just to be like, I'm just going to play, you know, this list it's working well. Why, why fix it? That actually is the bill Anderson special. Yeah. He always advocated for learn your crew better than your opponent knows their crew. Yep. Yeah, and always. And that was great with Molly. Like like I said, after after um the game against Tiri, I was just like, Yeah, I'm just gonna slam down this Molly list. I'm not even gonna think about it. I'm not gonna put any, you know, thought power into it. This list is solid enough to deal with most things. Oh, also, so. yeah, don't don't be afraid to go into a tournament thinking that um, people might be standoffish or anything like that either. I didn't experience any of that. I'm not saying that there aren't those one-off players out there that, that may be like that, but I had really good experience with everybody there. Yeah, I, I yeah, think constant incredibly good just for the social gathering because mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you you get to meet other people that have the same hobby as yeah, you. Yeah, took the stress off of and it, And even I think. if you do it poorly. Yeah, even if you do poorly, after the tournament or after the, the, the day's event, you go out yes. and then everything just also calms. like it's just relaxed i have found because you know i obviously do a podcast and stuff but in real life i can you know I, i'm an introvert in real life right like i i like just kind of hanging out and doing my thing um so sometimes it's tough for me to like turn it on and be like oh mr podcast but that's why you bring a chatty <laughs> friend like trevor because trevor can like <laughs> talk to the wall if you really want him to like we were at a hibachi yep. and trevor starts talking to these ladies and the old lady across and you know, it makes for a fun time. So if you have a chatty friend you can go to these events with, it helps take some of the pressure off of you to kind of be on all the time, which is which is nice for me because I don't like being on all the time. Yep. I am an extrovert, and uh, there's a reason why I'm in the, in the profession that I'm in. So, <laughs> Yeah. That's why I brought Dixon to Houston because Dixon did the same thing there. Yep. I, I would be like, Dixon, go hand all these stickers out. I don't feel like doing that. Yep. I can talk to anybody. And, and, and it was really great. I, I've made connections with people that I'm going to see at future tournaments because I do plan on doing this again. Uh, and it was great to make those connections and just and meet people from the community overall, from all over the country and even outside of it. Meeting uh, Discord people in real life. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. I think we did a good job of generally kind of sharing our experiences from the weekend. Hopefully people got some uh, some some of the fun stories and got some ideas if you're a newer player or if you're, you know, a, a good player just trying to fight your way through the ranks. So I think until next time, make sure that you guys are flipping cards and flipping tables. 
and we will see you all later.